0: Welcome, everyone, to the new episode of the eight. Hope you had a great week. Hope your new year's is starting off right. Today, we got a very special episode. We got a very special guest here, Um, former employee, a co worker of mine. Entrepreneur uh, Also has a podcast Very spontaneous guy Always chasing his dreams Never Keeping level in life Always striving for the best my, got my good friend Andy here today. Andy, what's up? How you doing today, brother? Doing pretty good, man. That was a good intro. Uh, I except for the part where you called
1: me an employee.
0: I know. I meant to say coworker. I didn't yeah. mean to say pl- employee. Guy works there for three years. He thinks he owns the building. Yeah, he yeah. worked for me. He was my assistant, guys. A little, little, <laughs> little plug there.
1: No. Yeah, no. I'm doing great, dude. I'm doing uh, great. Checked out a few of your of your podcasts, your episodes. You guys are doing a, a good job. How many episodes are you guys in, like 30-something, 36? 30.
2: This would be 35. 35? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you guys do a good job. You guys vibe well. So Thank thanks for having me
0: on, Fosse. No, of course. I appreciate it, man. You're yeah. definitely one of the main people I definitely wanted on the episodes. So I'm just glad you, you had time. I know you're busy. That's why we try to do it in the morning. Yeah. Because we know people got shit they got to do, you know. So we try to get it, get in and get out. Okay. So, uh, how, Javi, Trevor, how was everyone's week? How was, how was you guys doing?
2: I'm uh, doing pretty good. I mean, uh, we went to that show yesterday. It was pretty cool, uh, above and beyond. That's a us, uh, SLC yeah, that's a Live. Gateway. You guys were there? Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Bro, I was. Uh, I fucking me and Kylie are just going to Dave and Buster's and we're like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on here?" And we're like, we're trying to find parking. They got the fucking shit blocked off. I'm like, okay, but hold on. I think you guys might have invited me. I don't know. No, I got the text. Um, and then yeah, I, mean, I fucking was
3: a ticketed
2: event. You could have bought a ticket.
0: I know I could have bought a ticket Yeah but myself I'm just gonna fucking well, the thing
2: is, I mean just, I would have gone by myself To be fair though uh, He was gonna go with Lish And she couldn't go to the show So then uh, Trevor was like There's an open ticket You want it No. Oh.
0: Um, Was ZHU there too Or was it just above me on
2: No there was a couple uh, Pretty in Pink And
3: uh, Who's the other We guy? don't
2: even know We didn't even, we, we got there when Pretty in Pink was on Yeah
0: It's pretty fucking cold oh. I'm like uh,
2: Oh yeah it was Yeah, we
3: had, just, we had to throw in the heart.
0: So it's pretty cold Pretty dope oh, yeah. though oh, Pretty dope
2: yeah. Oh very good show Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you notice that we restocked for you.
0: I know. I appreciate that, man. Oh, I, I'm I appreciate we.
2: Yeah, Christina restocked for Foss.
0: Yeah, I appreciate Christina. We, we we love you, and we appreciate everything you do for the show and for us. And my man Trevor. It's expensive water.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah, it's great though. I buy it, I I buy it all the time. You do?
0: Yeah. What, what did you liquid guys death? find this it, Dude, it's so
1: much easier. Uh, you could find it at. Uh, there's a few Harmons that stock it. Yeah, Smiths. Uh, Smiths. I think has a couple Smiths have it. Yeah, it dude. It's so much easier to drink water out of those cans than it is like bottled water. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I don't know what it is, but I just go through them like crazy.
3: It's just it's better water. They, they it's more purified. They get it. It's, it's that's bad, why it's expensive because they have like a
2: crazy. I don't know, but something about the feel of the can feels different to me. I don't know. I know it sounds weird, but it does. What it
0: is, I I follow you know TikTok. Just fucking has all these random fucking people and videos on it. There's this fucking water connoisseur on TikTok, and he. He drinks and tests and judges water. And the one thing I look for in this, every time I've been watching his videos, is you, he said you don't want to drink purified or filtered water because it's getting rid of all the minerals and all the, the stuff that's good for your body out of it. You also don't want to drink water with ice because it's not good to have that for your body. Also, he said it sounds crazy, but it waters down the water, right? The one thing I looked on this is you want to have something that comes from a natural stream. A natural, and this one says mountain water.
3: Yeah, it's from the Alps
0: So it's from the Alps So I already know From my expertise of the talking of the tick <laughs> uh, I see that this is a this is a well-graded water right here So I'm, shout a, I'm, a, out, I'm shout impressed Shout out to Xi Jinping Yeah, I'm Don impressed On Foss's TikTok Is that who it is?
3: Bro, oh, It's he a Chinese website He doesn't even know oh, He fuck. doesn't even have a TikTok
0: I don't even fucking know who the guy is oh, you right. don't, You're not on TikTok? Hell no, dude And I oh. never will be oh. Dude, oh, he's no. a conspiracy theorist, No,
3: it's bro. not a conspiracy theorist, oh, no. bro It's a fucking <laughs> Chinese company it's literally yeah. mining your data.
1: All right. But what's more valuable? Or what's, okay, what's the bigger risk? They mine your data or you become viral on TikTok
0: and get famous overnight. What's, they
3: mine your data is the bigger risk.
1: <laughs>
0: you're, on, you're on Facebook, though.
3: <laughs> yeah. What do sure. you think?
0: What do you think Zuckyberg's over there doing with I your shit? I
3: understand what he's doing, I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. We're because fucked. it no is an american what, company. Yeah, you got phone. a point. He's like, got a point. you yeah. know what I mean? He's got a like, point. We are in a like we are in a contra with China. Once
0: you're once you got all that money though, you're no longer just for America though. You're 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 speaking with all those world leaders I and you, and you're with all those guys. You are like, you know Zucky's talking to the dude in China be like, "Yo, I got all these motherfuckers information." And he's like, "Yo, me too. You want to <laughs> swap or something? I'll give you I give you 20 mil." For 30% of what the Americans are doing on Facebook, he's like, I'll swap some TikTok.
2: someone already get, like, sexually, t- or, like, touched on the metaverse already, too? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so yeah, dude, dude,
1: I bought a VR headset just for that. <laughs> to get no, touched. no, 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 not for that reason. <laughs> just to feel loved by someone else. <laughs> dude, you could buy, like, uh, so I kind of deep dove, because it's actually something. This is a great tie-in to your TikTok. But uh, I want to do... I want to do more content where I kind of slap on like a VR headset and then take that video that audio those interactions and throw them on TikTok and maybe grow a following on that there you go yeah because I've seen a few I've seen a few people doing that, and I think it's fun. I, I think it'd be fun to go, but... I like your, those videos. Yeah, they're dope, right? Because yeah, it's, like, it's, so, it's like the new thing, it's so interesting, yeah. and people want to watch, and they kind of want to see before, like, you, you're you kind of dipping your toes before you go buy a, a VR headset. I was actually
2: thinking of buying a VR, just because I was watching some guys, and they were, like, at some wedding or something, and then... And they beat up the... Yeah. The, the, yeah, they beat up the people. Yeah, it's just funny.
1: Um, but you can buy bodysuits... Uh, you can oh, buy a really? legit bodysuit like it's a vest that you put on uh, I don't they have some for like different areas but when other VR people characters walk up to you yeah with VR consent quote unquote they mm-hmm. can touch you and then you so it feel would that. feel you would feel like wherever they're touching you and there's a whole community Fuck yeah. There, okay. <laughs> yeah okay I don't know yeah I don't know like I think I told
2: you at the beginning is true I think I saw it on the news like someone, Got yeah, someone, touched inappropriately. Oh sure. uh, well, that's what they're ledging. Yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. god! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what?
1: You go to <laughs> VR jail first but, week? Yeah, yeah. Someone already
2: got fucking sexually assaulted.
1: Of course, man. I mean, that's that's anything, right? You sexualize it's whatever, like, and it's it, like it
2: takes low key, off. Like uh, what's that one uh, movie called? Uh, player ready, ready one, player you one. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, for yeah. sure,
1: man. Yeah, that's dude. That's I believe that's it's going to go that way. I mean, I've I've been talking to friends who. Are not only buying NFTs, but I've got a buddy right now, like, buying, trying to buy real estate, yeah, like, in the inside, yeah, inside, meta- like the- and he's got a friend who owns a, a, a literal gas station inside VR, because people have to, like, gas up, sure. and it makes real money, and the guy's like, pulling six figures.
3: People are, like, yeah, people are, like, building houses and, like, buying, like, beachfront property for, like, thousands, like, hundreds of thousands Yeah, like of a dollars. real mortgage. It's, yeah. it's wild. It's wild. It's
0: crazy. I had a friend tell me about it, like, a couple years ago, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, bro, people buying land. On the computer To like have And I'm like What that isn't and like at, at the time It's like My fucking gears Are like fucking clogged I'm like I don't know I don't I don't understand What you're saying Like what I, do you, I still don't get it what I do want you to mean? Get it I, I want to s- understand it what do you, yeah, I mean, Now I'm, it's like A couple years in the Now We're here now And I'm like Oh shit Like I should have fucking I should have bought uh, some virtual property. What I, am I doing? I, I, do, out.
3: I do understand it. I just don't know that it's going to be as viable as, like, the people who are really pushing for it, like yeah. the Winklevoss twins and all them. Like, I just don't think it'll be as viable as people are making it out to be.
0: I think that's the future man I think we're just gonna I think we're not gonna care About what we look like In real life It's like at the end of Wally bro Where we're just all In the fucking little chairs bro. (laughs) We just got the screen In front of us And we're like We don't really know What's going on around us bro We don't care What's going around us We don't care What we look like man We just want to have The new kicks In our metaverse We want to have The freshest outfit I'm still wearing The same jumpsuit For the last year In real life But in the metaverse bro I got the new Yeezys. You're slaying in. I got. Oh, yeah, I'm over you're here. You're getting VR. You're getting VR touched I got the. Yeah,
3: he's got the Freddy Dunk lows. Yeah, I, got,
0: the, I got. I got three. Three girls with me. You know what I'm saying. We live in life.
2: That's crazy though. How much are those bodysuits? suits? like, you got uh, the uh, link uh, on <laughs> to cop that. He's all, is there one for the endogenous zones?
3: <laughs> I don't
1: know, man. I, I really don't know. I, I haven't gone that far.
2: That's crazy. I didn't know they had body suits yet. Yeah, I thought it was just headsets.
1: Yeah, the level of interest right now is is very high from you. You're yeah, like yeah, how yeah, much is like, that? Yeah, it's crazy.
2: He's an well, Amazon. Uh, he's like, can yeah, I get your login? The thing is, also, I don't want to be like an old head, bro. You know how like when like we were growing up, our parents didn't know like like how to use a phone or like a computer. Like I feel like this is that stage where it's like if we don't jump on this. We're gonna be those people. That but we're just, gonna, yeah, we're, we're gonna. There's files. gonna be
0: a time where, th- when I we're, we're fucking happen, sixty or fifty, and they're gonna come up with something. All the kids are gonna be doing it, and we're gonna be like, "Oh fuck, this isn't like the iPhone, dude."
1: I have to like force myself right now. Like I'm only thirty three, but like, if something is too hard, like an app wise or something, I just give up now.
3: Yep. I just give up. I am just fine being an old head when it comes to like the <laughs> metaverse and V via- Like I'm totally fine being ignorant to that. I'm yeah. just...
1: Dude, you guys want to hear something ridiculous? I think it was like two, three years ago. I was still working with Fossey, and I I didn't own any Bitcoin, but I was trying to set up like virtual wallets, and I had to get like a wallet from China. I was trying to to buy Dogecoin, like 150 bucks, like three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I don't even uh, want to think about like what it would have been worth like a few months ago when it was crazy. Yeah. So let's just not even talk about that.
3: A lot Damn
1: that's yeah. crazy you yeah. opportunities But that's because I gave up Because I'm like I'm old Whatever I feel that Well
3: back then It was like super hard Because you had to like Essentially know how to code It's like <laughs> yeah. You had to know how to like Use the blockchain Which is like It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like back then It was yeah. literal coding like, Yeah I feel
1: like that's Kind of how there's... NFTs are right now I, My thought is like I just want to And I guess this exists right Like Go to a website Purchase an NFT what, With whatever With like Ethereum Like whatever it is and just have it be like a one-step process. But everything that I run into is it's it's pretty difficult. It's all, it's all blockchain. Yeah. yeah. Well, NFTs are a whole different topic, man. I I think it's all bullshit. I do like, too. It's the people who are valuing them. Are the like same? I, I They're can create. Shysters. I can create something and just say, hey, oh, okay, this is worth five thousand dollars, whatever that is in Ethereum. And hey, if somebody buys it, that's great. And and that's just kind of like the weird thing. It's like we all kind of decide how expensive those are right. without any real valuation and no then it's fashion. just a digital piece like it just it's a headache
3: and also like the people that are really pushing it are like the same people who were pushing bullshit before like yeah i know I, regardless of your thoughts on gary v i think he is a charlatan <laughs> i think he's a fucking hey shout out gary v man I what just, a hustler but mm-hmm. at the same time like when he's the one pushing it i'm like okay well what's your angle then because yeah. like that's like your whole life
0: First of all, man, you gotta fuck your parents, man. No, fuck fuck, it. fuck you're your family. You gotta be man. positive, you're, man. Your mom, she, you're living with her? New fucker, man. You gotta <laughs> do your thing, man. Hey, shout out Gary V, man. I got one of your books, man. I've read a couple pages of it. Uh, had for about five years but yeah i'm still on like page six but uh i
3: mean he's a smart s- dude but he doesn't like really give answers on how you can be smart like him it's yeah. all just like mindset it's like with deflection him. divert. Yeah, it's literally just like why don't you
1: own like, what, do I, what do i gotta digital do gary real estate,
0: estate? Like, hey Beth, you gotta be you gotta be positive man you gotta you're, you gotta you just you gotta wait, wake can, I, up can we day? do a
1: role play you gotta go do it uh you pretend you're gary v all right hey uh gary v uh i'm just i look up to you man um listen i i'm like thirty thousand dollars in debt this business failed um i'm trying to write a book uh what's your advice for me
0: dude you look up to me man. dude don't look at me man fuck me man who am i first of all you you gotta you gotta get up and do something you what you you're in debt well yeah well, you can't you can't just let the past dictate what's going on in the future, okay? First of all, it's probably your parents' fault, brood, dude. dude. Okay, fuck them, man.
1: Uh, okay. I have one more question for you, Gary V. No, we're on to the next one. Uh, okay. No, I have a question, Gary Vee. So you you talk
3: about this positivity. My grandmother has stage four terminal cancer. Um, it's really hard for me to stay positive in these kind of times. What's your advice? Uh. Do you, do you do any
0: any garage selling on Saturdays? It's a I, great it's a great business. I don't. I'm, taking,
3: I'm changing out her bedpans because she has a colostomy was, bag.
0: Was she was she on uh, Twitter in the early 2011? She wasn't. I knew. She was, she I had her knew her first, that was
3: coming up. She, she had her first
0: diagnosis. Of I was cancer like one then. of the first people on twitter in 2011 i told you guys now i'm telling you guys about nfts you guys aren't believing me man i would have her invest in some nfts man think about her future no she's but like, about a future her, 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 her present no but like, Gary president v, like she, she
3: has like cancer like she's gonna die like i'm really like reaching out to you for help here
0: her president's done she's got to think about her future man getting the nfts man i told you guys facebook Twitter. I was one of the first people on it. No, but like it's metastasized. <laughs> hey, man, fuck your parents, man. You got to get out and move <laughs> out, man. Fault, man. Yeah, that's great. No, I, yeah, that's perfect. Dude. Yeah, I, I follow Gary Vee On all my social media to this day. I'm in a Discord of Gary Vee shit. <laughs>
3: like <laughs> like it's I, all I, just book, a bunch of finance. I fuck with Gary Vee,
0: but bro, he's got. <laughs> You've bro, got his Twitter notifications. Yeah, on. literally, yeah. ding ding. I'm like, oh, Gary Vee tweeted, bro. Yeah, but no garage selling,
1: dude. No, out of all, out of everything, like he's like, go out there and garage sell. No, he's like, go
0: out, he's like, bro, just, what's your garage, you're not selling, but you're garaging, like, oh, like buying, yeah, you're buying, I don't know what that word Sure, like flipping, yeah, yeah, he's just, but like, he doesn't, I I watch his videos, and he's like, yeah, man, he's like, I just came up, he's like, dude, you got a, uh, you got a box full of Hot Wheels here, he's like, "How, how, how much, man, for the whole thing, he's like, uh, $12, he's like, I'll give you six. He's like yeah sure man He's like dude He's like looking like, like, I'm like you can't even tell What's fucking it's in like, here yeah, it's like he's, he's like on, oh dude I just searched he's, like, like, he's on dude, fucking storage wars <laughs> Or like some shit He's like
3: you don't know uh, I just fucked this guy These hot, he's these he's hot like, wheels Are worth 150
0: easy Vintage dude These are He's like I just bought This whole thing 75 co- uh, cars for 6 bucks Dude's like this one right here this is going for at least 2 dollars He's like oh this one is going for a dollar He's like alright can Count us up dude I just made my profit back dude He's like you guys Gotta get out there dude He's like there's easy ways To make money and I'm like fuck, and then at the same time, somebody really telling me shit. But I'm like, damn, I'm fucking lazy. I'm like, fuck, I'm like motivated, but I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what to do with my hands.
1: It's a lot, dude.
0: So shout out Gary v. It's I know he listens to the pod, yeah, man. But a lot of ways, yeah. Um, shout out Liquid Death, Liquid that's Death. True. Yeah, hey,
2: where's
1: no our free
3: sponsor? ads? Yeah, no free ads. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, true, you
0: true. I family. wish, man. Ugh, well, great. Uh, let's let's bring the attention to our guest here. Um, I met Andy here at at CHG at my current employer his former employer um do you want to say their full name on the podcast that's their full name no we don't we don't want to say his yeah. employer
3: is their full name yeah no see,
2: yeah. Oh, he said
0: see.
3: Oh, I didn't hear
2: oh you mean like beep it out uh, pff,
0: i don't care
1: yeah, we'll beep it out if you yeah.
0: Want. sure um <laughs> i i first time i saw andy was the first day of training oh, man. we were we were walking in training starts at eight we both walked in at 759 there was there was no seats left. Two, two probably two seats left were the last ones in the training class. Uh, we ended up on the same team. There was, I don't know, fucking. There was about five different locations in this one room because we're the we're the head head hancho of our all of our locations. Mm-hmm. And is this correct? We both walked in kind of late, dude. I don't remember anything. Oh this is my memory here. Yeah, don't, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. Man. Okay, thank you. Um, we actually ended up on the same team. Which was which was kind of a, co- a coincidence, because we kind of connected in, in core which is our training. And then, yeah, then we just kind of hit it off. We had a lot of things in common. He called me out in FIFA one time, and that was the biggest mistake he ever did in his life. Yeah, we used to play a lot of soccer. And for context... Um, it's that,
1: it's football here on this one. Yeah, okay, football. <laughs> football. I should know, right? Dude, I Come should on, honestly man. know. it. what the yeah, fuck? Honestly, dude. you guys will find out what I do here in a minute. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, for context, like the, the company that we worked at has close to 5,000 employees. So for us to end up on, quote unquote, the same team is, is uh, pretty big against the odds. Uh, but yeah, I remember meeting you and, and thinking that uh, you were, dude, you were certainly like a character, man. Like, not in a bad way, but you were just like very energetic. Like you had goals, you had just come from like this like job that you hated So you were, like, super motivated, very charismatic. And, like, I think the people that we worked with on that team were just kind of, like, going with emotions, but you and I kind of we wanted more and, you know, and we had another friend there, whatever. But I appreciate those good kind of words.
0: Me and Andy, we were really close to Tim. We had Tim on the uh yeah. episode oh, yeah, we, not too long ago. And well That's a guy who would buy digital real estate. Yeah. For sure. Yeah 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 <laughs> Tim Tim is always with what's going on next, you know so that guy man. Uh we him. had a we had a good little chemistry in our little trio. Then then Andy, you know what I like most about Andy is he you had a good job, but he was never, you know, satisfied you know, you, you, when you do something you love, it's not really working. And Andy was always trying to do what he loved, and he fought for it. And it doesn't matter. Andy said he was, what, 33, which is not old at all. Yeah. But, you know, some of the kids nowadays thinking, like, oh, I'm 22. I don't have to do it in life. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, yeah, midlife, like, quarter-life mid-life, crisis. like a fifth-life yeah, crisis. Yeah, quarter-life <laughs> crisis. I don't have to do my life. And Andy was still always, like, going with his passion like he loved he loved soccer he loved football like he was he loved real salt lake and he he loved making videos and he said you know fuck this 9 to 5 desk job corporate job i'm going to go out and fucking chase my dreams and now he fucking works K, is ksl sports
1: yeah yeah so uh, yeah i'll say uh, channel 5 ksl ksl sports um and it, it yeah and it's it's been a whole journey man like um i think for you know, my main message on this, maybe I'm hitting it early, but it's like, we're never too old to kind of pivot and change our situation, whether it's like career, life, relationship, whatever it might be. Um, But you're right, man. Like when I was working there, I was happy with the job and happy with the money that I was making. But um, as somebody who is creative, uh, I, I kind of, you know, I didn't know how to really kind of break out of like the corporate nine to five account executive account manager. Yeah and uh for context my friends had a podcast i mean literally just like this like with what you guys are doing um but it was you know it's called the rsl show it, it still goes on today um we had been doing it for you know the last 5 years i came on as a producer so you know they were putting out content like weekly good content like they had players and coaches but i would listen to their stuff and i would say man you guys are like you guys have great content, but your sound is shit. Like it's bad. Let me just come on and help you guys. Uh, you know, fix that problem. So, you know, introduce them to like proper soundboards. Uh, you know, wiring, microphones, all that stuff. And it really propelled the show to uh, to a level where they thought I was valuable. Yeah. And so they just kind of kept me on, and then gradually, as a producer, just kind of like stuck my way in onto talking onto the show uh, in the show. Yeah. And you guys know, like you guys grow an audience. And people uh, start to either like like you, dislike you, adore you, hate you, whatever. Um, but what that does is like having a platform like this, like a podcast, really opens up like your networking. So got on that show, was doing that for, you know, um, they've been doing it for five. I've been doing it for three. But the thing is, is that we were doing it consistently every single Monday. Didn't matter what the hell was going on. Didn't matter who was busy, who could make it, who couldn't make it our goal was to just do one one show a week and we weren't getting paid we weren't making any money but when I was working you know those account executive account manager jobs I I always told my friends this you know and maybe you guys have said this like I would tell my hosts that I do this because this is like my way out I'm like one day I'm gonna go and work at XYZ I literally said I want to be a real producer And KSL at the time is like very involved with real salt lake. I remember I said that I was like I want to go work at KSL one day. I want to go make videos one day um Or if I you know, I want to go work for a club one day, right? Like I want to go work for real salt lake one day and so um Organically like through that As I was still working with Fosse, I remember I did I would like sneak away take like additional breaks (laughs) go to these like little rooms where like you go get, you know, your back massaged by some chair or whatever. And I would just like tweet about sports or dude, I would edit a video within like 10 minutes and post it online. Um, just some commentary about, you know, what's happening in sports. So through that, just kind of getting recognized and, and having a network, uh, through the RSL show, that's when I started to get calls for like, Hey, what are you doing? Do you, you know, we see that you make video. We see that you've been doing this with soccer sports. Would you want to be like a TV sports producer? And then ultimately from there, I also now do contract work with Major League Soccer, which is crazy. Yeah, that's dope. But like, let's back up. I mean, you're wearing a jersey that says Solitaire Football Club. Yeah, we'll get to this. And, uh, but anyways, yeah, man, it's like, you can as long as you have like a an end goal like no matter how ridiculous it is and I'm kind of like figuring this out now like later in life. You can literally envision it and I and I I strongly now believe that it'll happen. Yeah. If you like start just put in the work. Yeah. That's the thing man like and a podcast like this is so valuable because this is always going to stick out and it's always going to be transported to people. There's no one going door to door saying like hey, you guys should listen to the podcast or hey, you guys should like meet my friend Fossey, or whatever. Having outlets like this, it takes literally one person to hear this and be like, yo, we think you guys are dope. Come do it for XYZ. So anyways, long-winded, dude, but yeah, lots, a lot has changed, man.
0: No, I, I appreciate you, man, just for sharing and, and I'm just glad to have you on the show, man. I, I respect you as a person, as a friend and, and just your, your demeanor and, and, and kind of how you have a view on life. And so... um glad you're here man i'm glad you're you're letting us people letting people know out there like it's never too late it's never too late and so um now with your guys' podcast on rsl i mean i mean as we have our podcast what do you think what do you think was your like biggest like success or what do you guys do to kind of make that jump or or yeah you know things like that well, you know what, it's, we, we kind of came in it not
1: wanting to uh, monetize it in the beginning because we were so afraid of like taxes, right? Like yeah. the business account portion of it and, and how does it get split up evenly or whatever. Um, so, you know, the biggest, I think, accomplishment, accomplishment now is, uh, you know, working with KSL. I remember I sat down with a sports director and said, hey, We've been doing this podcast for so long. We want to make more content. We want to do video content. We have access to the stadium with like the relationships that we've built, um, but we want to get paid for our time. So this is what this is what we want per episode. And uh, I'm a big believer again in like you don't get what you don't ask for yeah. because yeah. you know if they like you enough and they want you to like represent their network or have their podcast on uh, have your podcast on their network. Um, They're going to say, yeah, of course, you could be on, just upload it here, the keys, whatever. But it's like, you want to be compensated and paid for your time. And that's a big accomplishment. But I think like one of the coolest things that has happened is the relationships with like athletes. Yeah. um, Actual players in the state of Salt Lake City, like uh, made friends with um, one of the Real Monarchs players, like the USL team for Real Salt Lake. Jack Blake, he was the captain at the time.
0: Yeah, I, I see you tweet him a lot. And, yeah, and, and dude, with him a lot. That's why it's cool because you yeah. you've had some players and some coaches like on your guys' podcast, which is like fucking epic. As like you guys pretty much started as as everyone else starts their podcast from nothing, you know, yeah. sounding bad, sounding shitty. You come in, you do all the editing, and now you guys have fucking you guys have your platform. You know, you you have your growing your following, and now you had fucking you had some of the Real Salt Lake fucking MSL champions on the show like right we've had like Nick Ramondo, we've had yeah. Kyle Beckerman we've had
1: I mean just like think of like the biggest names on there we've had you know general the general managers people on staff uh the the person David Dryden who does like all the graphic design for like their jerseys and it's all because I just hit him up on Twitter and ask and just say hey do you want to come on the show this is what we do um and then those relationships just grow organically man like if you're chilling with somebody on a podcast and you end up liking them, like you're gonna find yourself having beers with them later on yeah. down the road, and that's kind of what has happened. Like, you know, Nick Romando set me up for other work opportunities. We That's go, the goalkeeper, right? He's a goalkeeper. Yeah, goalkeeper. He was like a. I mean, I th- I think not because. I'm a fanboy, but easily one of like the best goalkeepers in Major League Soccer probably one of the aside to Tim Howard probably one of the best keepers on like the United States men's national team to ever play Um, dude has a lot of caps Uh, but anyways it's 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 just crazy how by just asking and just kind of having a presence that and just the repetition of doing a podcast like how those people I mean even at the club you know it's uh, those are people that I text every day, like the director of uh, marketing, the director of um, communications. Like, having a podcast is so valuable. I, I can't stress it enough. It's crazy.
3: Did you find that? That was easier to grow just because of the like, because I mean, RSL fans are rabid. Like, I, I I feel like even more, and I don't know a ton about Major League Soccer, but I feel like the fan base here is just insane. Did you find that that was a lot easier to grow the podcast just because of that like fan base that they have, or did you kind of like run into head like headwinds with that?
1: Um, you know, it's it's far and few in between, dude. Because yeah, there's a soccer team here in Salt Lake City, and there are a lot of fans who follow the team, but, you know, finding them on social is just as hard as, as it would be just like with any other niche that you might have. Sure. Dude, we've, we've had a Twitter account for five years. We haven't really focused on growing that, but it, organically it's gone. To, I mean, it's only like 2000 followers. It's right. not that much. Um, so there are challenges and you are, you know, kind of what I'm learning now is like, okay, with the RSL show, we're so niche. I'm, I'm thinking, cause I'm like, you said, I'm always trying to kind of think onto the next thing. Am I limiting myself by only doing a Real Salt Lake podcast?
3: I don't think that you are. I think that podcasts these days are so saturated that you almost have to be niche because it's like if we did a sports show, cool, there's 50 million other sports shows that people can listen to. So I think that's where you have the strength is that it is
2: niche. Wait, with that, do you mean like doing your RSL and then doing another podcast as well?
1: I mean, I've, I've, I've wanted to do, uh, you know, kind of hit up like Major League Soccer in the sense where we talk about Real Salt Lake, maybe rebrand, change the name and then just kind of incorporate more um, MLS talk. Yeah, because uh, uh, a podcast that I look up to that kind of really started in a similar way uh, are the Cooligans. Uh, they're based out of New York. But they kind of started with the same premise. Like, hey, let's just talk about NYCFC. The cool thing is they're comedians. Like, they do, like, legitimate stand-up. Um, so they had a few episodes out, and then they just kind of said, hey, you know what, let's, let's just talk about everything. But now they're so involved in the MLS world, like, they're getting invites to the finals. They're getting invites to, yeah. you know, special events. They're getting paid. They got, they've got a TV show. Um, so when I look at that, and I've been doing this for five years... I'm just like, yo, like, um, well, we got to, we got, sure. we got to grow it. But you because know what? I mean,
2: there's people, oh, like you said, yeah. they, they rebrand, and there's a, a lot of people that do that just because I think it would be a smarter idea just because it opens, like, you're way more open versus you just have this feed of RSL fans. And you might have fans of like that are not just RSL, but I feel like if it, if you rebrand it, it'll just open up to other people easier.
1: Yeah, and it's it's timing, right? Like now we're seeing more, you know, major league soccer podcasts, like you know, people like us uh, who just start podcasts and hopefully they they get a you know some growth out of that. But yeah. um, whatever, man, with like the trajectory that I'm on and even connections now that I'm making, like at the league by contracting work with them. Um, That's you know I I feel like I can kind of get a little bit of pull to really maybe land some players uh, that aren't on Real Salt Lake and we've had you know we've had other players from different clubs on the RSL show yeah Uh, so to make that transition it would happen but I mean dude it's crazy man there's a lot of fans who are very loyal like you said to Real Salt Lake and I know that any talk about like a rebrand or kind of switching it or kind of taking that attention away they wouldn't be happy.
3: Would you guys be, sorry, go fast. No, no, go ahead. Would you guys be, because I know that like big media companies, Barstool Sports very recently has started kind of like branching out to soccer, but they're usually doing more like the Euro leagues and stuff like that. Would you guys be open to like entertaining opportunities like that? Or do you not want to get into bed with...
1: No, okay. man, I, you know, soccer right now in the U.S. especially is, sorry, this is talking into a, turning into a football oh, no, podcast. We, we talk a lot about hey, soccer sometimes, yeah. Well, the thing is, is, you know, you want to talk about saturation and something that's been there for a long time and, and stuff that's established. It's the EPL, right? Like, there's a lot of outlets, there's a lot of TV shows um, out there that, that kind of center and focus their, their attention on that. Right now, the hottest ticket right now in the U.S., I think, is, is going to be Major League Soccer. I mean, look at the growth, yeah. even within like the last three years. Um, like now is the time to hop on that train. And I think that a lot of people who are involved with Major League Soccer, if they're not working at a club or maybe like they're doing podcasts like I am, is they're so passionate about this league and they're so passionate about where it's going. And we all kind of feel like underdogs a little bit. Those opportunities are just going to open up the the uh, as more time goes by, so I think, you know, I I, I get what you're saying. Like I, I'd love to talk EPL and talk about you know the best clubs in the world because that's going to get a bigger audience. But let's keep it here and let's let's grow it. But yeah. that's
3: what I mean. Is like if they like if let's say. Barstool mm-hmm. approaches you and yeah. they're like, We're doing all of this EPL, but we want to do MLS. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Okay. A thousand
1: percent. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. And remember yeah. you said if you ever do an EPL episode, you're having me on. I'm holding you to that word. That's right. Yeah, yeah. dude. I remember we talked about that. Yeah.
1: You yeah. were like, I'm the EPL guy. Chelsea is your club, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: I just they they've they made me join the club, so I'm an Arsenal fan now. And nice, dude. Great. And ever since
0: it's you, it's crazy. I was telling Hobby this last time when you were in Seattle, ever since you said you want to be an Arsenal fan. They they were ass right. They were like seventh in the league. You said, oh, and pick a team. I like Arsenal. Their logo looks cool. Whatever. the jerseys are cool. Whatever. Bro, they've been on a streak. I know. They're I've f- been in talks with like the G- GM over there. Yeah, 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 bro. No, I mean I'm making moves with them. They're, they're, they're streaking, bro. I was like, dang, it's the
2: the way we're of actually going to
3: bring Pele back from the dead, and he's going to play for
2: Arsenal. Pele's still alive. In regards to that, what if you just did it? I know it's a lot of work, but I mean, you kept the RSL stuff, and then you just made a you know like an MLS podcast as well
1: yeah that's that's been a thought man and i think for me i think if if i were to maybe go that route a i'd have to be like super dedicated to it because like as you guys will might find out here in a minute like dude working at ksl is is like if i if i thought that i worked hard before like working in sports like it's fucking tough man like i'm pulling 10 to 12 hour days like every day nonstop working week like weeknights weekends like, no time for social, like, no time for dating, like, nothing. All that stuff's canceled um, uh, as yeah. I focus on, on sports right now and, and myself and my development. But, um, you know, I think the, the hardest part of, in all of that is, is finding, like, the right personalities and, like, the right people to do that stuff with because you have to, A, have people who are motivated just as you, yeah. um, not only about podcasting but putting in the work and then obviously the topic that you guys are
0: talking about and then just being able to vibe with the right people. What do you, uh? while we're on the topic of, we'll move on in a second, but while we're on the topic of Real Salt Lake, they just got some new owners. Yeah. You know, the Jazz guy, I think the Philadelphia 76ers. David Blitzer, Ryan Smith, yeah. And then D Wade is, is a part owner mm-hmm. now as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, D Wade. I don't
2: know. I, I knew about Ryan Smith, but I didn't know about D, D. Wade. D
0: Wade put some, I don't, he's like just a part owner. I, don't, I think he's probably a small, kind, probably a smaller. It's kind of like LeBron with like, yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. I think LeBron's just like an investor in Liverpool. For sure. I like think that, yeah. D Wade's like actual, like, maybe Uh, anyways but what i think that d d wade's like influence in utah like he has a lot of like not only like u.s influence like all across the country but he has he does have international influence as well to have that guy step into the jazz organization i thought that was a big big step and to have him step into real salt lake and just show love for utah and and it just opens up the, the minds of a lot of people who are close minded about Utah, I think that's that's great for him. I think the new owners of the Jazz, I think they're awesome. I think they're great, and for him to step up and and take take RSL, not R, yeah RSL, um, I think that's a great move. And what do you, what do you think about the new owners and what do you think the direction of of Real Salt Lake from now on?
1: Yeah, so um the other day I I got to go to the stadium and hold a camera like up to, you know, Don Garber's face like the Major League Soccer commissioner, which by the way, he's like a really really nice dude. Um but he did not like like standing in the cold weather. <laughs> and like I have my camera I'm prepping it, you know, he's like I'm going to go wait inside while you go get this set up and He's um, too rich. He doesn't need to Yeah, no, of course, air. man. So it's uh, it was kind of funny to it's funny to see these people outside of their element when they're not just on a TV screen. Yeah. Um But, you know, David Blitzer and Ryan Smith. uh, Let's start with David Blitzer. So David Blitzer, uh, you know, if not an owner, part owner, uh, 76ers, right? And then he's got the New Jersey Devils. Um, He has links to Crystal Palace and the EPL. Um, Has, I think, underneath that, I want to say 12 different uh, clubs scattered in different leagues Mm -hmm. uh, where he's got his hands dipped in that. And then it's also... Uh, he's also looking at um he's kinda hinted that he's he wants to own a team that consistently plays in um, like in the Euros, right? Like the um oh what's the tournament called, man? Uh the, the Europa the, League or Champions no. League? Champions League, yeah, yeah Champions League.
0: So that's it, like that's his next. That's ambition. a big club. That's that's a uh, that's a big not a big club. Big investment because if you're making Champions League, that's you know some of the top clubs in the world, right? So, so he's hinting at that, yeah, right? Yeah. So which is a good investment because if if not the NBA, football's got to be the most like what like biggest revenue for yeah for, lucrative yeah lucrative sport yeah it probably might be more than the NBA just because it's so. Worldwide, worldwide. I think it is. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, but there's so much money. I,
1: yeah, yeah. I, yeah, who knows? I don't know the numbers. So but. he's got he's got his hand dipped in that, and then you've of course you've got Ryan Smith who owns the Utah Jazz, and you know Ryan Smith. The reason that I like that is because okay, David Blitzer. If it was just to be David Blitzer, he's an owner. He's got a day job. He goes and like. Fucks off to wherever he he's at. Yeah, right. He's not in Salt Lake City, right? So with yeah. Ryan Smith, we've got somebody who's literally working in Lehigh, Qualtrics uh, owns the Utah Jazz. Literally, like took that from the Millers and is like, I'm going to give this the love, the attention that it deserves. Facts. First year in, he like changes up Vivint Arena, makes it more modernized. Like it looks badass for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, has cool initiative to change the logo, the colors, all that stuff. Like it's dope. Like, you know, I've, I've been. I've been to Vivint um, a few times with work to go shoot the jazz games. Like, you could totally tell that there's, like, an influence in there just kind of creeping up and, and changing things. So, to have those guys, um, you know, from, like, a, let's say, like, an athlete perspective, if you were someone who was being shopped by Real Salt Lake with, like, the previous ownership, Deloy Hansen, who literally was ousted for being, like, racist... Sure. Right, like literally, and like oh, yeah, doubled down on it yeah. when they
3: asked him about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so goddamn right out. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he literally was like, "No, I used that word very intentionally," and everyone yeah. was like, "What the fuck?" It yeah. seems like you you yeah. made, didn't mean to say that. No, I fucking meant it. Let me yeah. tell you about and it. And he was like super like anti COVID and stuff too. Like he made yeah. some comments about like. Yeah, that guy owned
1: Rail Salt Lake for only one purpose to say that he could own Rail Salt Lake or that he does own Rail Salt Lake and strike deals with other companies in the valley. So he gets ousted for racism. But like, let's say prior to that, what's the appeal from for someone who wants to play soccer to come play for Rail Salt Lake? not very much like you're you're going out there you're scouting a player and you're saying hey well we have great mountains and we've got great communities like do you have kids blah 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 whatever we're not party towns right like we're not yeah. like los angeles we're not like the, we're not new york city we're not wherever so the appeal now is you go and you're like hey we got david blitzer yeah. he owns 12 clubs whatever the number yeah. is he has ties to teams in the EPL yeah come play here maybe they loan you out you can go and play for xyz club Go get all this experience in different clubs and come back. And so as a player, you're like, okay, cool. If I go there and let's say I do well enough to play on the first team, then then great, I'm taken care of and there's great ownership. But if you're not it's like your fallback is like okay cool i can go play fc or go play at fc Augsburg, which he does own that literally just signed ricardo pepe for 20 million dollars so as a player you have all these options it's like why wouldn't you come and i right now i don't think there's any other teams in major league soccer that have a relationship like david blitzer does that has enough influence um i'm trying to think colorado rapids has they have a uh a relationship with like an EPL team, but they don't talk to one another. Like, yeah, they they have, you know, they've got this relationship, but it's like you don't see the movement between players going on loan or anything like that. So it's gonna be awesome, man. And Ryan Smith said it himself. He's like, Utah's not a secret anymore. Salt Lake City isn't a secret. No, it's. I true. fucking wish it was a secret. For like sure. rent is ridiculous, bro. Like, yeah, it's gonna
2: boom, bro. Like we got so many businesses moving into. It's like,
1: did I call this like five years ago, man? I'm so pissed about it because I called it five years ago. I said, look it's cool that they're doing all the shit that they're doing in Lehigh but what's not cool is that it's literally like California companies yeah. coming here to pay Utah's shit money because right. they know we'll accept it because they know they can yeah. Yeah. and then it's like who's who's buying all the houses and who's building all the houses and all the cool condos it's their cool California exec buddies who come out here who are paying like $2,500 for a shit condo right. in California, but they come out here, they, they wine and dine Cash them. Cash on hand, bro. They're like, bro, houses. hey, you 20, you pay $2,500 for your broken down like condo and in, in Los Angeles with cat piss everywhere. Look what $2,500 gets you here. And then they come out and you know, so it's whatever it is. Waves, troves, that's a whole different topic. But as you can see, like I'm, I'm passionate about it. Cause I think that Salt Lake city, like people, Utahns dude, Like we deserve more. We need to get paid sure. more.
0: Yeah. Facts. Well, I'm I'm excited for, you know, the future real salt lake. I think it's I think it's super exciting time to just be, you know, a fan Fossie. of fan of all Have you sports. gone to a game yet, dude? Uh don't disrespect me like that. Wow. Yes. I have <laughs> gone have? to a game. You yes. have? Yes. When's the last
1: time you went to a soccer game? This real salt lake. season. You don't hit me up, bro. You don't say you don't you don't think Damn. to say hey? Damn. Let me hit up Andy I, um,
0: I've hit you up Plenty of times He man. says he loves me
1: And respects me I don't get I, to anything.
0: I, I have many receipts On phones Technology yeah, is a great he's Device always, here he's always,
2: You saw him pull that Invite right in front Of our <laughs> face and He's doing it to us All the time Yeah I do do that Last minute yeah. invites I, I do like to do that
0: I've yeah. hit Andy up Plenty of times No response uh, But that's that's a different Topic that's for another show um, I got receipts that's I got true. receipts.
3: My, my fiance is like Super into RSL So we went yeah. Her company has club seats, nope. so last time I went was 2019.
0: But dude, was you got to get back. In it there, was man. so fun. Yeah, it's fun. It is I, fun. I when I went to, I've been, I think I've been to like two games. I'm not gonna lie, I've been been to a lot, but I've been to one each of the last two years. And you said don't disrespect you like that, but you've
1: only been to one game. Two, Jesus. I said two, two, two well, games. Well, dude, you get
3: in for free. I mean, two years, you're coming at him.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bro, I, mean, I will buy you. Like
0: I'll, I'll, I'll send you tickets, man. I don't know who we played last year. But it was it was a crazy game. We they I think it was uh it was like 3 2, 3 1, and I just like to see fucking goals scored. Like I, I'm glad I didn't go fucking watch just a fucking stalemate, nil nil, which I was I was happy about. But I mean I there are a lot of RSL fans, but when I you look at like like Atlanta FC, like LA Galaxy, um like a lot of those other clubs, like like Atlanta's not even that; it is a bigger city, I guess, in Salt Lake. But the way that the fans kind of rallied around they their team, they show up and they, bro, they are about that fucking team. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of fans in Real and for like Salt Lake, but they're not like as passionate, I would say, or like just about the team as like some of the other like. Yeah, like like look at like Austin FC. Yeah, like, they've been a
1: club for a year. Their their fandom Their like supporters Kick our ass That's what I'm saying And we're a club that's been around since Whatever When I go to the games Or you watch the
0: games bro The stadium's like It's a little It's not empty But it's like There's a lot of seats Like just still open And I'm like It kinda It's a little sad And so Go out and fucking Watch Real Salt Lake people And I'm one of those people I'm gonna go to more games And the crazy
2: thing is that They're not even expensive seats bro I also feel like with the
0: new ownership,
3: that is also going to improve because now it's like Ryan Smith's going to be putting money into the stadium. And now it's like, you know...
1: Dude, they're going to renovate, man. For for sure. sure It's going to happen, renovation. Like, we got to be... Dude, I'm I'm so thrilled, so excited. But you know what the thing is, is um, we have a huge Latino culture, like Latino population in Salt Lake City. And one of the things that Real Salt Lake has failed to do in the past decade... Is getting the Latino community engaged. Um, uh, I have a friend over at the Tribune Salt Lake Tribune. His name's Alex Vejar. Uh, he called me. He did a piece on it, basically, kind of, you know, trying to get information of, you know, what what has the club done as far as like marketing to Spanish. Uh, communities and it's like you can't really think of
2: any. Yeah, now I'm yeah. literally just thinking about Zero. it. You can't no. think of any. Zero. It's like, and dude, it's put a billboard the, up in
1: West Valley. Been, bro,
3: that also could have been the old ownership. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which... All right. Can I tell you a story? Sure. All right. So, I guess um, so yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> but, uh, do, we, do we have time? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I was just joking. joking.
0: Right. No, I'm just right, joking. Right. I'm just joking.
1: So uh, <laughs> you mute him. Yeah. So we have. So I was at at a bar. I can't remember the name. But we had gone with, like, basically a few executives, somebody who was, like, really close to ownership at that time when it was Deloitte Hansen. Right. Yeah. I don't know if they thought that I just wasn't Latino, like, oh, if no. I looked something different or whatever, but we were – that kind of got brought up in conversation, and this guy who's fired now and he's, he hasn't been around because he was kind of coupled with the Deloitte Hansen racist stuff, we, we were like, yeah, like, dude, remember we used to do, like, tacos, like, in the tailgates and blah, 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 and, like – um. La Barra Real which was like a Hispanic um, supporter group would come in with like drums and they still do to this oh, day I, but I it used to be guys. those guys are dope but it used to be
0: huge bro. Um. it
1: used to be massive it used to be like triple the size that it is mm. now and, but a lot of those guys don't come because they got offended because of what some people said at the club Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was like towards Latinos or supporter group I don't know but we were like well, dude, what, what do we got to do like to get like those supporters back and this guy this dude this guy <laughs> who like you would think like you have a great job, bro. Like you have influence, like don't say this shit. Like you need to have somebody from your PR present to like literally close your mouth. Cause he said the way that we get more Latinos back in is by having fucking pinatas and tequila in the, in the, in in the parking lot. And so, you know, I'm just like, dude, whatever, man. I've heard plenty of Mexican jokes, bro. Like you get roasted by your friends. Like it doesn't phase me, Yeah. but bro, you, you, I took that and I talked about it on my podcast. And so all that stuff trickled up, man. For sure. And it, and it got those people out of there. And it's like, if you're saying that, uh, you know, if you're saying, listen, if you're a close friend of mine and we're having fun and we're bantering and, you know, Mexican this, Mexican, I, I don't care. Yeah. This is a person that I don't know. This is a person who literally has stature in a club, yep. who has influence over decisions like player decisions, contracts, people who they hire. Yeah. It's like, bro, don't say that. Well, in
3: marketing, yeah. too. Like, you're essentially yeah. <laughs> saying, like,
1: our marketing yeah. will
3: be racism. Yeah, like, that's, dude, yeah. that's, like, literally yeah, what you're saying. I'm pretty sure
2: yeah. it's the the way he said it, probably, too. Because, I mean, you can catch when, even when you don't know somebody and they say something as a joke, you know that this person has no ties, like, as, like, being racist. Yeah. Like, the way it, it's being brought up. But, like, sometimes you could just, you know, it's like, bro, you shouldn't have said A
1: thousand percent. That. Like, this, this dude's, like, so disconnected. Like, probably has zero Hispanic friends you know yeah. and like I'm not saying his name because it's you know I whatever the past is the past it's moved on he's out like he's paid his consequence to it but it's just it was just so ridiculous and like I'm not saying that as an embodiment of the club because like but you should not say
3: that that no that you at absolutely the time should say at that. the time yeah, oh, at, the yeah time. at the time
1: but now it's you know they're they're definitely working towards that and I think they're going to curate that but I think that that's gonna that's the biggest thing that you could do dude like you've got you know I mean I know I say West Valley And like To be clear Like I'm Mexican bro Like I could say that shit Yeah Um, My last name is Munoz You know <laughs> yeah. Like let's just face it Like a lot of the Hispanic culture Is in you know West Jordan Kearns West Valley Sure um, All of these places It's like Go post up Go be Go send ambassadors To that community And I don't know Like give away tickets Dude do some vouchers oh, course, Bro yeah, yeah, Something the radio, like, That's just crazy too The radio sometimes too Sometimes I listen
2: to like The radio station And it's like you you don't you don't hear, it. but back then like you know because I would I'd work at a we my dad's dealership so the mechanics always had like fucking yeah. you know uh, the Mexican radio stations blasting and stuff <laughs> yeah. but you would never hear like any ads of like Real Salt Lake. How hard is it to say like? Not hard.
1: It's eh, the sábado el partido contra los Portland Timbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dos boletos or like cinco boletos para la familia, 30 dólares, like. Bro, how hard is it to do
0: that? But no one was thinking of that. Or not yeah. even that. It's just like when you Utah's trying to be all hip and fun now when you're driving and you see the little electronic billboard and it's like, yeah. I saw when I was like, there's no need for you to drive fast. You're not in the Rose Bowl game. But I'm like, I didn't see any fucking... Uh, don't drive fast You're not like In the fucking MLS playoffs or right. Something like that Like Some yeah. shit yeah, like bro. that Like For sure. I, I didn't see I saw I saw like Oh Utah beat BYU Or BYU's not in a yeah, Rose Bowl a big, game But like I
2: think that's a big problem Yeah not the, There's no ba- Like the city doesn't Back up routes so like, That's what I'm saying no. And So
0: it's like That's why I, There is a big following bro But there's like You look at uh, these other You watch another MLS game These fans are Throwing like Smoke bombs When fucking people score They got fucking torches and shit that are lighting up when they're tailgating bro looks like a fucking NFL game and I pull up to the Real Salt Lake game I just they're like playing in the little little fucking soccer field in the front and I just walked in like like two people with a crock pot yeah (laughs) 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 it's just fucking no fuck it. it's you Real Salt Lake needs some fucking more respect Yeah. and It's the only team in Salt Lake City who's won, like, a legitimate
1: championship. And also, like, it's consistently
3: in the playoffs. Haven't they made the playoffs, like, the last four years in a row? Yeah. um, Or at least gotten in contention. Negative record or
1: not. I mean, dude, I mean, this last season, um, with KSL Sports, I got to travel to Seattle to see them beat uh, Seattle at home on, on penalties. Uh, to advance to like the Western Conference Finals versus Portland, like, or excuse me, at that time they went to Kansas City, then from Kansas City they went to Portland. But I was in Portland for the Western Conference Final, and that's like literally the game prior to going to the MLS Cup. Yeah, and and how were those fans? How was the atmosphere? Oh my in god, Kansas bro. City's.
3: Wild,
0: no, oh, so. no, oh, Portland. My oh my God. God,
1: man! Are you, ax- like, are you actually asking? Like, have you seen footage?
0: Yeah, I, I saw and like bro, they're I, ridiculous. I, they had man. the little lumberjack. They had a little fu- The little
1: it's packed, bro. Like everybody stands in that stadium. Um, they've got huge, massive tifos. Everybody sings, like even I don't when have the tifos. Team...
0: I just thought about that. You don't have shit like that, yeah, man. man.
1: yeah, man. Yeah, it's you know, and and they did at some point at the stadium, but it is tough, man. I don't know, you know, I don't know if like. You know, really appealing to like the Latino culture, like, may
0: fix that. Um, I, I don't know where that's going to get fixed. It's like when you, you bring up a good point about like not, you know, reaching out to the Latino community. When you have one of the biggest communities who loves that sport, probably like, just, like just as much as probably like any other like Europeans in the EPL, or, bro, like, they do.
1: Let me tell you what happens. So when Real Salt Lake plays like in competitive uh, competitions or like so, like friendlies, if they're playing like a team like Tigres, if they're yeah. playing Cruz Azul, if they're playing America, bro, people show up, dude. Like I think I can't remember what team it was, but like there were people like running on the field after the game, like yeah. going cra- like stuff that you would never see at oh, a Real Salt Lake match. Yeah. I mean they bring it dude Like and they pack The whole stadium And it's just insane and So it's funny Cause that's, it's that, out there
2: That's the only game I actually pulled up to It was a friendly It was to Who was that's it sick, um, I yeah. think it was I think Cruz Azul Came through or something yeah. Like that But I was Do you was remember like
1: George. what Kind of like around what year Was it a long time ago
2: Like, Yeah it was probably Like two years ago I think Oh I was two, two years said ago you were two. Okay. I was like god damn That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was, was like the yeah, year Before two. COVID broke out I think Ah uh,
1: okay Yeah but, no man There's a huge There's a huge support system And like I mean My dad's guilty of that he doesn't really care for Real Salt Lake, and maybe it's because like they don't have like any high caliber like Mexican names on that team. Um, but when any any club from Liga MX comes through, bro, my dad's like hitting me up like, "Hey, can you get me in?" or "Hey, can yeah. you give me tickets?" or "Hey." And dude, they will spend the money, bro. Sure. Like well, my that's dad
2: thing too is like, because when they go to like these matches out and like, because like when they go visit, I know I had friends that they'll go visit like Mexico or anything, and bro, they're spending money to go watch a Mexican league. And then, like, when I see the tickets for, like, what, Real Salt Lake games are? Like, like $30 a yeah, ticket? Yeah. Expensive. In
1: context, like, my dad paid and like ten dollars for two tickets to go sit in, like, what you would consider almost like a nosebleed in that stadium. Yeah. Like, every seat in Rio Tinto is a great seat, but, like, he's in the back, and it, he doesn't even hesitate. I'm like, hey, I can't get you tickets to this game. I can't get you in free. These are the cheapest tickets, $105. He's like, okay. He's like, passamelo por Venmo. Like, you know, like, <laughs> all right, man. Like, here you go. Here's your tickets. So they're spending money and people who work in ticketing have always told me too they're like bro like the mexicans will spend like no joke like 400 bucks on a ticket to go to a match, so if we got that kind of support, man, it's it would be it would be, be crazy. Can you imagine uh, a a lot of Mexicans start going to the game, so they inflate the prices. So they we just will, yeah, they price them out. Fossey's like, yeah, I'll go to more matches, and then the average ticket's like 150 bucks now.
2: We got to invest on some season tickets. Tickets,
1: yeah, bro, season ticket NFTs.
2: And I'm
0: I'm not a fucking footballer. I probably ass right, but as a person who's watching <laughs> I watch a lot of a lot of football. I watch a lot of soccer. That's like one of my favorite sports. I watch Champions League. My favorite team is Chelsea. Like these are top tier like, like plays and, and, and players around the world. I, I you know, I watch the Euros, I watch the you know yada yada. But it's like the MLS is getting better. They're getting better. But sometimes it's like fuck man. I'm like, Yeah, we gotta get somehow some better talent in the MLS, and I don't know what we gotta do. I mean, speaking of that, I was going to ask you, Lorenzo Insigne. Yeah, saw that. He's at the fucking prime of his career. I mean, Chelsea had links to buy him in January. Yeah. all this—that's like, That was the last year's champions. League. The best team in Europe was like, I want to buy this guy. He's, what, 29 in his kind of prime. He was the captain of uh Napoli. He's a starter on the Euros champion Italia team. And it's like the MLS just signed him. That's a fucking huge Toronto move. FC. Toronto FC. More people need to come to the MLS. Stop going to these like, like um. Uh, they go uh, to like second, third
1: division. Like uh, who's a uh,
0: like uh like Daniel Sturridge or like Bar, uh, Bar-, Bar-, Bar- Baratelli the yeah. Man City like he's never came to the MLS but he's playing from like some farmers league and like fucking like or James Rodriguez is playing in Qatar like just players like that like why Good for him though yeah, yeah. he's got to be making a lot of money. he's making oh, yeah. a lot of money but I'm like. We got to do something to get these guys away from like these lower level, three level fucking teams that are just like. It'll and, and happen
1: with time, man. I mean, yeah, you're right. The the signing by Toronto FC is is massive, um, but I think you know, dude, give it ten years and see where the league's gonna be. Like by then, for sure, we're gonna be old heads. But like, you guys have noticed this driving around. You you drive around and like you you see kids playing in recess, right? Growing up, we played like American football or we would like throw the dodgeball around and nobody had a soccer ball. Yeah. Now, when I drive around, bro, everyone's kicking a damn soccer ball. Yeah,
0: what the fuck? The point was dodgeball. I mean, dodgeball was like definitely one of my favorite sports to play in PE, but I'm like, <laughs> come on, let's do I, yeah, I guarantee you they don't play dodgeball anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah it's 2 21. You don't want to hurt somebody soccer, else.
2: Soccer yeah. is growing in the U.S., it's crazy. Um, it's, it's just well Wayne Wayne Rooney
0: said, and even Zlatan like we've had those guys like come in, but they're older. I mean Zlatan was probably one of the best MLS players of all time. I'd oh, say dude. like just just his goals, being, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would always just talk shit, and like Zlatan would say like, in order for my kids to be at a, like a, um, a a soccer academy in America was like breaking my fucking bank, and he's a fucking millionaire. Yeah, and he's like it's true. When Rooney was like they, The way they're they're transitioning the kids these The way that they're Charging these kids To be in these academies Pay to play Yeah are, are are ridiculous I mean you look at You look at teams in the Like for Chelsea Or like Barcelona Or like Real Madrid Like These kids are on this team From the age of six And they go to school there They play soccer all the fucking time And they grow up And by the time they're 18 19, 20 If they're good enough And made it to all the way They're playing on the fucking first team Yeah And MLS isn't like that, and like they, that's what they had to start to art, like implementing is like these kids got to start playing from young age and just soccer, 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 soccer. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Like even like because you think about with with basketball, like uh, they got the fucking what are the fucking. The leagues they the play. G at. league. No, not the G league. Because when you're in high school, it's not the high school. Oh,
3: like a, like
0: a. I can't fucking. I'm in a brain fart right now. I can't fucking think of. A, Someone look it up. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, look at it's. It's. <laughs> they have these leagues where you're just like you're in high school and then you play in the summertime and then you're like you're good in high school but then you start playing it. Fuck! I can't like think club of
3: club leagues or like a club. Yeah,
0: it's like yeah, that's su- what it is, man. It's just basically like club basketball. Yeah, and then you're playing against like fucking D one fucking athletes and like. They need that for like MLS. They 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 just need something like that to get these kids ready and not fucking playing against fucking Ryan Bryan fucking from <laughs> fucking fucking Mill Creek AAU. Utah AAU fucking thank you. They they play high school and then in the summertime they play AAU tournaments and they're playing high school right. They're playing against fucking just regular fucking Joe Smoes. Oh, I'm the best kid in my fucking region bam, summer comes along, they fucking, fucking play AAU, and then you're fucking playing against LeBron James Jr. This guy's doing 360 windmills, sure. and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? I thought I was good. And it's like, oh, I'm I'm not shit. Like, I'm getting better. I'm playing against these guys. America needs something. MLS yeah. or soccer or whatever, they need something like that, like an AAU tournament. The model right now in,
1: in soccer for kids, and like we'll just cover this quickly, um, yeah, it's it's very much pay-to-play. There's There's clubs where it's like, if you want to advance to the next level and you're not playing in cl- club play, then you're kind of looked over. And and that's the whole model though, right? Like these clubs for younger kids are just benefiting off of the A, the reputation and then B, um, you know, what makes it tough is like you have to shell out a lot of money to even participate in it's these tough. clubs. And it's like, so okay, so what happens if you're a young kid I don't know. And what if
3: you're fucking the LeBron James of soccer and you can't afford these? Like exactly, you know, you're gonna
1: get lost in the scoop and then boom. You know, not the not same. It.
3: It's the same thing. My so my niece plays yeah. volleyball and it's exactly like that. Where it it's sucks. Like, man. If you want to go play collegiate volleyball, you're paying seven grand a year to go
0: play. That's in these insane. Clubs. It's crazy. We should dude. just make our own club.
1: Let's do it, dude.
0: Just make our own fucking like not even club, just like um like an AAU. Yeah, league. Yeah, like an AAU league, like oh, a, like a I'm tournament, saying. like a like we get all the. The kids from high school That are That
2: are trying to go somewhere Like Cause I'm pretty they, sure You get the right people Behind it bro Like Bro like, like Let's get Ryan Smith behind it Like he is the perfect person To build something like Or that. like Even just like Like Could it be like a pro Like a like No money kind of a thing Maybe Which like, You, if can't, pay, you can't pay You can't pay the
0: being kids made. It'll be like um, Not like a charity But like a donate Donation like uh, I don't know what the fuck The yeah, word you is Yeah just crowd fund it Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like,
2: get, like even sponsor, you, can't
0: you, can get you can't pay the kids You can't Pay the kids you like, but
1: then, I mean, okay, listen. Okay, there's two sides of it.
0: Okay, let's listen. Everybody plays, right? Yeah, yeah. Not everybody. <laughs> so, think, you got to ma- qualify for the tournament. You got to qualify. Okay, yeah, I like I like that. It's not just, what are we, a fucking charity tournament? No, we got to fucking, no. We're... <laughs> you sound like you're for profit now, dude. No, we, no, we, we are for profit. <laughs> I want to have the best of the best kids in yeah. this tournament. I don't want to have, like I said, fucking like Ryan Bryan, fucking who thinks he's nice, up in fucking Lehigh, and he's fucking shit. Like, no. You got to be good. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's tough, man. We'll see. I, I think a, a lot
1: of things are changing. I remember seeing, I think, Major League Soccer, in fact, uh, or, or players from, like, the USL were kind of um, implementing something like that in Southern California because that's, that's a real problem there. Like, uh, you know, back to, like, the Hispanic thing. There's a lot of Hispanic kids who want to play soccer and are good, but... You know so their their fun. parents aren't making that much money, and they can't afford to put them in these high leagues. Yeah, exactly. And and so there are some clubs that are like now kind of entertaining that thing of, hey, let's do some tournaments. Let's just let's do some that are free, and then we'll scout players from there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. You heard and of your it first the eight guys. Uh, yeah, essentially,
1: the clubs are kind of picking get up back that them cost.
3: behind it. Get, you know, like yeah, get well, these there's going to be something.
2: Be a lot of people that would be behind it.
4: Yeah,
2: who doesn't yeah. want to see that's crazy too? Because it like. If LeBron was a soccer player and, and He would not be Yeah he wouldn't He
3: wouldn't nothing. have been able To afford it
2: Yeah
1: You'd have to go work At Best Buy Right Not slim so working At Best Buy I worked at Circuit City like. I worked at Best Buy So Yeah Circuit City, City. What department Circuit dude? City
3: God, Circuit God I damn I worked at Mobile damn, you age nice. there Bro, I was young When that went out of Yeah you showed your age
1: Yeah no dude yeah I, It was like my first <laughs> job Out of high school I was selling like home theaters Nice Dude people were spending Like no oh. wonder the economy Just went to shit Because we would just Approve people For- Without really verifying any type of subprime, income, subprime, and it was like system. it was like ten thousand dollars. Dude, a forty-inch TV, yeah, they would spend like ten grand, sure. and then they would buy like a power surge protector for five hundred dollars. They'd buy a home theater for a thousand. Dude, they were leaving with like practically buying a used car, but it was just a TV that isn't worth shit today. That's wild. No yeah. money down. We approve also, everything. Just nine hundred percent interest. <laughs> Bro, yeah. And the worst part is that they wouldn't even pay us commission, bro. So my dumbass was working oh, there for twelve dollars an hour with like selling twelve thousand dollar tickets, like
0: Bro, you
3: Kanye like at the gap.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. That's me, bro. Um what and uh now that we're kind of transitioning from RSL, sorry, um we didn't mean for this to be the no, it's all good RSL show 2.0 But we love soccer We love football And we'll and hear Sports we're here, Yeah, sports Here at the 8 Sports uh, I'm a man Sports <laughs> I got testosterone Alright all right, uh, <laughs> one, one thing Andy did um, That he kind of like Just being on the RSL show Just being a fan of soccer He He said, you know what I'm going to make this fucking Soccer team my own I'm going to make my own club mm-hmm. And yeah, I own I won a soccer team too. He owns a, a soccer club, and it's called Salterra FC. Here, I'm wearing one of the kits as we speak. That's sick, man. Um, exclusive kit. There was only uh, there was only 30 made in the world. Um, oh, so you had to you had, to you had to be in and get it, get out. Cool I invite. was actually a cool,
3: uh, cool invite to that since we're talking yeah. about cool <laughs> invite. Like, I think yeah. it was closer to
0: 150 Yeah one hundred fifty. A dollar Yeah, East Jersey um, <laughs> Quantity <laughs> I was actually a part-time model One of the first uh, models for, for uh, Salt Air FC It yeah. was a great time in my life I'm waiting for my next gig We need to pay royalties, dude Yeah, yeah mm. My hair was so short That's how you know how long ago it was But, uh, Let's but yeah Let's just it, say
1: you didn't like the pictures
0: Yeah, yeah. no, it was my hair. Anyways, shit. All
1: right, finish your intro. I'm sorry. My hair didn't look as good. Finish the intro. Sorry.
0: But what a fucking. I I, I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a person do. Like, you literally. And your Twitter, like, we've been, like, fucking. We've had our Twitter for how long? And you started Salter FC, bro, and it fucking grew so fucking fast. And I'm like, yo, overnight, I'm like, what the fuck? And then these other, like, states, like, not even in Utah. Like started what was, What's the fish one Isn't there a fish one uh, There's one in
1: Philadelphia They were here before us Fishtown FC There's Asbury Park In New Jersey And then there was one That I know Specifically Salter FC Inspired called Gray's Lake
0: Out in Iowa Yeah you It's crazy And then people Started doing it again I know you got inspired By a team in like uh It was the New Jersey one New yeah. Jersey one You got inspired by them and I just thought it was fucking sick as fuck How you just fucking did that You started making merch I still wear your I still got some t-shirts I still wear to this day Yeah How's that going? You still doing that stuff? or? Um,
1: so to be frank dude Like I think six months ago When everything started to pop off Like I think career wise for me To actually being like a TV sports producer Going and filming things And throwing stuff on TV And working with like sports anchors And then especially Major League Soccer I had to like I basically stopped everything on the website For Salter mm. Football Club uh put the quantities at zeros because i was like i can't focus on this right now um but it is back up i literally um i I basically kind of moved it back to like that unlimited quantity so if people want to go and like buy stuff or at least check it out at salterrfc.com or at salterrfc on the socials but yeah man um and we'll and we'll plug that too on
0: the IG post. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, totally Twitter. fine.
1: And you know, it's uh, at this point, dude. Like, Saltaire Football Club is
0: it's more about the joke than it is like money. Um, yeah, my girlfriend did not understand it. She's like, "What are you? Why are you buying stuff from a fake soccer club?" I'm like, "It's real." And she's like, <laughs> "It's real to me, damn it." I'm like, "I actually have a, a a tryout next week." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm gonna be the captain. We're gonna, uh, yeah,
1: yeah." So for context um, and how it all started, and, and and I always pay credit to this club. But like the people over there, I don't think they like what I'm doing because they've never acknowledged me at all. Wait, Even what like people you're talking about, like Asbury Park. Oh, okay. So, you know, working with like Real Salt Lake, like doing the podcast, there's a there's a dude over there who does like all the color commentary. He's on TV. His name is Brian Dunseth. One day on TV, or I, I don't know where it was, he was wearing an Asbury Park uh, t shirt, and it said like Asbury Park Football Club or whatever it was. And so I remember I saw that and I looked it up And I'm like what the hell like where's this club from And you know and I'm like looking and I don't find anything And it turns out to be like it's just Literally somebody just created a crest Yeah. Um, But they had like a website And I was like oh this is really cool Like I want to buy a hat and I bought a, a sweatshirt So like in one weekend I think I spent like 180 bucks And then I started To wear it around work and people at work Were like oh that's cool man What club is that like I mean maybe Fosse even asked me about it but um, you know, after wearing it for a while and thinking that it was cool, I was just like, Well, these guys don't have that much merch, like they're not really active on socials. Um, and it is a New Jersey thing. I'm not from New Jersey, like I've never been there. Um or, or like, you know, I, I've never lived in the East Coast. So for me like it didn't really resonate. So I think that's when it kinda clicked, I was like, Shit, I kinda wanna make something for like the West Coast, right? Yeah. And I'm from originally from San Diego. So originally I was like part of San Diego. Uh like so I grew up as a kid. I grew up like literally like in the downtown area. Okay. Um but then we lived in North Park like as a child. Because
3: I'm from Poway. Oh sick. Yeah, yeah
1: I know Poway did. Yeah. I used to live at? Uh, so yeah, I moved too. so I moved back. I actually moved back there and I lived in La Mesa and I okay. lived in Santee sure. as well. So and then, then I moved back five years ago. Whatever. Okay. I love San Diego talk, so that's you see right there, right? Like you say San Diego and people light up. So I was like, oh, I want to make one uh, for San Diego yeah. Sea World, Yeah, yeah, dude, I would it's make it. Sh- Shamu, FC, Shamu yeah. FC, bro. Yeah, for real, dude. That'd be so sick, <laughs> so fun, bro. Be that would be so it. sick, bro. Shout
0: out Sam- Shamu. Is he still? Yeah. No, dude.
3: Is still that's what the whole riff. movie's about. Is telecom dies? That's- like that's
0: what well I know that they uh-huh. kind of shut that down I don't know well no yeah.
3: SeaWorld is still in operation but the like Shamu it was a whale named Tilikum and that is what Blackfish what, is what's about what the hell is Tilikum Tilikum is Shamu's actual name yeah when he died that's what Blackfish is about and
1: I think isn't it like now what it's, Blackfish
2: his, is. Oh,
3: it's you're like, saying this like
2: yeah, like, oh, you don't, a, you don't wow. know what
1: blackfish it's, is? No, no, really.
0: It's a documentary. It's uh, like
3: what shut SeaWorld down. It was yeah. a documentary that was like, they are beating the shit. I'm I just, just don't know they're like like horrible. Like blackfish
0: is like negative. Like, why can't we call it like whitefish or something? Because like, Tillicum is a black. I think Shamu is uh, biracial, bro. He's yeah, white and
1: black. He's, True. Yeah. He is, he's mulatto. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, mulatto. Yeah, he's, kind of, he's like me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it, So he. he had, his name really wasn't Shamu. No, no dude, that's marketing, bro. That's crazy. Tillicum? Yeah. And That's why I tell crazy. my girl. I
0: said, "Keep going till it come." Um. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ, yo, <laughs> That's RIP, a good joke. RIP till I come. Yep.
1: So yeah, RIP. Shout out, Shamu. And um yeah. No, for real though, in. I was like, Shamu FC would be sick. That would be funny. So, uh, so, anyways, I, you know, being I, I, I grew up more here, like in Salt Lake City. Obviously, had like a uh, 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 a love for this place. Um, even though like a decade ago, I hated it and moved moved back to San Diego to go try things, but. Kind of looked around, man. I was like, "Oh, like I'll make a Salt Lake City club. Um, like, what's cool in this area?" And then I'll. So now I'll just give you kind of like a brief history. So everybody knows the Saltair building that's out uh, wherever. What, where is it? like what we yeah, call that like West Saltair by Great Salt Lake? Magna, Magna, right? I'd yeah. call that Magna. The Saltair yeah. building there is shit. Like, let's just oh, yeah. let's just say it's it got that.
0: potential. It's kind of like a cool like. Roman talk Back in the day, yeah, it's like but yeah, back in the day it
1: was cool, but like even before that there was, like, the actual Saltaire, which was a massive... uh, It was just, like, massive wood structure. It had, like, basically almost like a a pier. It it had... There was a roller coaster there at one point. And we're talking, like, early, like... Early 1900s. And so the East Coast had Coney Island, right? So, like, all these people would flock there and boom, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, just hundreds of thousands of people. You all know Coney Island. Yeah. On the West Coast, the thing was... You know, and I think it got it like close to fifty thousand visitors a year, even for like the early nineteen twenties, was the Saltaire. Like that was the place to go, bro. Like you would put on a nice suit, you'd get dressed up, you'd take a train out there, you'd go dance, you'd go party, and then if you were lucky, you'd come back with a with a hot girl on the train and whatever, make out all the way, right? So yeah. it was like party city, bro. Like people would go Swim there, and there was events, and there was like music, like just dude, it's it's awesome. Look it up.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that was even a thing until I think you, Saltair FC started posting. I'm trying to find right now. Started posting like pictures of like people like hanging out in the Great Salt Lake. Like that was the thing. Like they would just go to the Saltair, sure. like a tourist attraction. Yeah,
1: it was it, exactly. You're exactly right. My mom right. used to
3: do that when she was a kid, yeah. like growing up in the yeah. like 50s. Like they used to go float. You should go to the Great Salt Lake and like float in it.
1: And that's like, oh, I mean, that was like the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram of the time, right? Like, that's where you went to go meet people. Sure. So, like, it was just fun as fuck. Like, like, Tinder, basically, man. I mean, it was just more than that, right? So, long story short, this building catches fire and it just goes to shit. Like, it just boom, blow, burns down. Uh, the first time Wait, being in, like... What sound did it make when it caught fire? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, just like the wood pillars oh, crashing. Okay. But, like... This thing was massive. I mean it was just massive. It it, it was much larger than the current Saltaire that was there now. So the thing burns down in nineteen twenty five. Yeah, look at the photo. Like they're just chilling in the in the water there and all that. It's got the um,
0: thing on it and everything.
1: Yeah, but but behind you gotta find a, a picture of the actual resort. Yeah, I want or to whatever. See what, whole, what, yeah. Whole roller coasters in it. Yeah. Anything. So it burnt down, they rebuilt it, and then they, it just kept burning down. And I think that they, just after a few attempts, they were like, fuck it, Like, we're not going to rebuild. Um, and so, when I thought of this idea to basically like embody or just kind of take this fake club idea and do something in Utah, I wanted something that had some history because it's like, how cool is it to say that there's a, been a fake soccer club, quote-unquote, that's been in Utah for like over 100 years... And um, like, if you look at the crest, it says Saltaire Football Club 1925 because that's the first time that it burnt down. And if you look at the logo, it's basically the Saltaire um, on fire. That's sick. Yeah. So it looks dope. Yeah, man. Thank you. So that you know, when I created the Twitter and when I created the the uh, socials okay. for it. It, it just, I, I, I didn't want anybody to know that it was me. Cause I was like, I want to grow this thing organically. Cause I did have a following from, like, like you said, the RSL show and all that.
0: Uh, big time.
1: But I threw it up. I just threw the crest and that was it. And then I started to tweet, like, little here and there about soccer. And then it just blew up, dude. I, I can't even. Um, I don't even know what to uh, attribute that to but people were like what is this what is dude like the news was literally like uh, before I knew the guy over at the Tribune was like hey is this a real club like what's going on with this
3: like Banksy bro
1: bro I got interviewed um, by like a few news outlets they were asking me about it but that's when I you know said hey it's like the best fake club or support fake soccer and the whole joke there has just been like hey it's, it's, a, it's a it's a club that only we know about like whoever wants to support it and whatever history you want to talk about or say happened happened like if you want to say that your grandpa played on the team like go for it so
0: I, I, I know that would that'd be the so funniest when you'd post like a I would
1: tweet like I would say like what's your best memory of Salter FC and all <laughs> these people though? We're like, oh yeah, I remember the great match in like 1968 versus the blah blah blah. Kennedy the was score. there. Yeah, dude. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like when the Beach Boys performed, you know, bro, it was it'd be hilarious. But you'd post like old pictures that you'd find from like this guy, this old like soccer player in like 1910, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, this is our great forward, yeah. our best striker. <laughs> he was he you know part time like
1: one. you know goat milker, part time like went yeah decorated war hero came back to play soccer. So I find it. Hold on, it's fucking it's
3: Great Civil War general that started playing for FC,
1: bro. Literally, like you, you, you. And the th- the best part, I think, you know, I think that a, a a lot of people miss for social media. Like, think of like your favorite team. You tweet at them. You say something. Do they ever retweet you? Hell no. Fuck no. Right. Yeah. So for me, I was like, bro, whatever anybody tweets at this, I'm retweeting it, and that's what really got people excited. Is like that. Back and forth, and like we're having a conversation. I remembered I told people I said, "Hey, send me a picture of you, and like based off your picture, I'll tell you what position you play for Saltair FC." And we were just like roasting people. <laughs> like I love roasting people, but they love it. Like they love it so much. So, anyways, it started as like the social media like little phenomenon, and then um, that's when people were like, "Hey, do you have stickers?" And I'm like, "No," but I could find out how to get stickers. And then it slowly moved on to, hey, well, when's the, you know, what, when do you guys have, do you guys have a website? Do you guys have hats? Do you guys have shirts? Do you guys have like jackets? I still have one on
0: my uh, water bottle to this day. It's like, like, when is
1: this kit coming out? So, in this like short span of two or three months, man, like I went from like knowing nothing about running a commercial store. Um, not knowing how to like, uh, you know, I didn't have any contacts and clothing, nothing like that. Um, I designed the crest and I did all the designs. I'm not a graphic designer. I figured it out somehow. And yeah, like it just, it grew to this thing that was just like, it just became bigger than myself. Like there's people who love the brand and, and, and at this point it's just like, You know, I really do credit and attribute it, uh, attribute the brand to everything that cool that has happened in my life because it served as like a creative outlet. And then it also taught me like, hey, dude, if you do things that are cool enough, like it'll grab people's attention and it'll open more opportunities to you. But the reason I brought it back is because there are so many people who love it. And it's just been like, hey, when's the next jersey drop? Hey, when's like the when when are the next designs coming out? And the beanies
0: and are sick too. I was trying to get a beanie, bro. <laughs> yeah. Those are with little shrimp on it, bro. Yeah, dude. Okay, so yeah. Oh, so the, the so the brine shrimp. The brine shrimp? That's bro. like our mascot is that's the shrimp. So funny. Yeah, dude. So And the and the slogan try to sink though, because obviously you can't sing the greatest. I'm like, bro, it was
2: Yeah, Loki though, it's crazy, but who knows? Maybe it could actually be It a was thing one genius, bro. I thought I was like, fuck.
0: I've had there
1: were um okay so there was a club there's a club called the african stars um fc they're it's like a team of like refugees and 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 people who are you know from africa that are living in in the, in salt lake that the club sponsors like real salt lake sponsors them um they support them at some point like the the coach and the person responsible over the team was saying like hey could we rebrand this African Stars team to be Saltair FC? And at the time, um, I, I, don't, I don't think I knew enough about it, but they were like, you know, we'd love to basically do a sponsorship, have that tie-in with with Real Salt Lake, and if they do need clubs like like kits, equipment, whatever, um, they would basically fulfill and place orders through you. Sure. So there's been like kind of like an offer to kind of make it a legitimate thing, oh, yeah. but I think at the time I was like, no, like I, I just want it to be this fictional thing, even though I know a lot of people would, yeah. literally support that team. Oh yeah, and if they can go Bro, to like I a real one game, I want those kits right now.
2: Yeah, no, low, key, low yeah. key, and I think even the story of it is even that's I think hilarious. It's even better, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, man, it's uh, you're
2: like the Elizabeth Holmes of
1: soccer teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, in designing the kit. Um, you know, so, like, let's look at the kit right now. Fosse, just stay there. Yeah. It's, you know, I've always yeah. loved, like, the black and gold. Uh, again, you guys could check this out on the socials at Salter FC. It says try to sink" on the back.
3: I like that. You got a fucking... It. Bro, it's sick.
1: Yeah, it's got a collar. It's it, Look at the checker pattern. Like, look at yeah, this, I dude. It that. starts bold up here, and then it kind of just fades to black. Uh, but it's like a black on black.
0: I, I was in on the the design process. He asked me for my advice as well.
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, that's the, that's the fun thing, right, is, like... I threw out concepts on social media And I had people take votes And that's the I think that's where it really resonates with people Is like everyone kind of feels like they own a piece to it Yeah um, But it was very successful man For the part time that I worked on it 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 made a lot of money But a lot a lot of that stuff Like all the money I made That has kind of,
3: gotta be crazy though If you like don't mm-hmm. have contacts and clothing Or like
1: Oh dude I mean You're I'm, probably
3: paying what Full price for materials and everything right basically yeah, yeah. starting
1: off like everybody thinks like oh he probably made a lot of money and kind of ran away with it it actually it, it it basically kind of like came out to being um almost like a wash uh because you're right like from all the materials the marketing like dude i think i it, alone in stickers because i did the taxes on it alone in stickers i think i spent close to like four thousand dollars in sticker production um, that's just stickers. I think in postage, I paid probably close to three thousand dollars in postage. Oh my God. Um, it's all great stuff because like you could write that off at the end of the year. But, um, I think to really take Salter FC to like the next level, it would it would take like some type of investment from somebody who would say, hey, we can take your, you know, we can create all of these this t-shirts, these hats at a much lower rate, right. and we'd have a bigger quantity, and then they'd push marketing, and then and then you would start to see the profits because. It wasn't like it wasn't like I made all this money and then I made no money. The money that I did make, I threw that back into like equipment. You know, like I bought um, design tools, I bought like a new MacBook, I bought uh, camera equipment, I bought monitors. Like all of that stuff, I just basically reinvent uh, reinvested it back to just basically kind of get it to where it needed to go. So for sure, yeah. So, so yeah, it's been fun, man. It's just it's taught me a lot, but damn, dude, like Salter FC is. Uh, I would say it's one of the coolest things that's happened to me in my life. Yeah, Not I thought sure.
0: it, I I definitely thought it was fucking sick as fuck. still waiting to get my beanie or hat. So, yeah, I got know. you, man. We'll Let's, get you. Yeah. We're
1: we're going we're going back in production and but like I said, man, it's the money isn't a, a motivator cuz right I'm going to keep a lot of the same, um, like the same manufacturer that I'm working with locally, like the prices haven't changed, right? If anything, they've probably gone up for sure. But it's literally just to appease like the people who
0: love the brand. Yeah, you might have to uh, maybe give us some contact information because uh, we're trying to get some some uh, the eight merch yeah. out there. Of course, man. For yeah. our for See, our peeps. Co-lab for, for bro, our, yeah. A little Saltair oh, FC. Oh, Saltair FC. Eight? I'm always
1: happy to do it, man. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I yeah. Love, yeah. I love podcasts who come on and let me talk about it. So yeah, I'll share.
0: Of course, of course, man. So.
3: So I have a question for you. Yeah. You work for KSL. Uh Uh-huh. What are you going to do differently than what they're doing? And I'm going to phrase this as lightly as I can. Yeah. I think that KSL sports coverage is the worst sports coverage in Utah. I do. I I just, I I, I don't think that they are. I don't think that they are motivated in the sports genre. I think for news, they're decent. I mean, I don't watch them just because I know who they're funded by but sure what are you the church
1: yeah it's like a church entity that's the church's like propaganda (laughs) on news yeah
3: but so what what do you want to do differently because I think they could be I think they could be huge (laughs) because I mean you guys cover the Cougars obviously like you cover these huge teams like what do you want to do differently
1: so there are two sides to KSL sports there's the and, and to be clear I don't I, mean, I, know, I know I work for them, but, like, I don't represent them. I'm not a totally. PR guy. Like, yeah. whatever I'm saying is not I'm, a KSL sports anything. And sure. I'm going to be very vague because I don't want to totally. get in trouble. I knew that you would be. Yeah. So I work on the TV side. Okay. Um, so any sports coverage, like, that you see, we do highlights. I work with the sports anchors there. Um. So us, on the TV side, we, we strive to be creative in the sense of, like, Let's make engaging content. But it's like, okay, well, how much can you really derive from, hey, here's what happened in the 49ers-Rams game. Uh, Here's this clip, this clip, here's the score. And then, you know, talk about the record to kind of basically pad it out and then move on to, like, the next sports piece, right? Um, I think TV, we're kind of really stuck and held into really reporting the same way. Now, what are you talking about? Like, are you talking about, like, articles online? Are you talking about... Like, do you actually watch the TV show? Like, do you I watch- do. Okay, so
3: I, I have before, but let's talk articles. Yeah, first, like, because I just think, I just think that there is so much potential there, and I feel like the holdup is more on the corporate side than it is the actual talent side. Yeah.
1: So. um Again I can't speak to it, but there is a digital team that you know they do articles. Um, there's beat writers that are well known um, s- some that do an excellent job some th- some that are maybe new to the space um, covering a team that maybe they haven't covered before. So for the article stuff man like I don't really I don't know what um, I can say or recommend that they do differently because it's a whole different department. For sure. Um, but I know that they're trying and I know that we're putting a, a big emphasis on, um, you know, basically like kind of do, making more engaging content on social media that people who maybe are like me and you where it's like, okay, we enjoy a good article, but like you said, how can we separate or kind of make ourselves different, more distinct? I think that like any, any industry or any uh, sports coverage out there, it really has to kind of come down to the individual um, to really stand out because the lo- the thing that I love about KSL Sports is whatever team you're covering, like if you are um, a beat writer, you have full um, liberty to cover that team however you want to cover them. Um, so for me, you know, I think the, the biggest change that I've seen just from the time that I've been there and the people that they're hiring, like even on the TV right. side, I mean, like, dude, like, If I take off my jacket and, you know, this, I'm covered in tattoos. And uh, I think in the past it's like, you know, could a person like me, especially, you know, just like my appearance and stuff, like could I go work for like an entity that um, maybe through different outlets maybe discourages that? Sure. So I think that, you know, just kind of giving a person like myself an opportunity to go and work for, I think it's one of the best sports coverage in the state. But to your point... I really don't look at like any other, you know, right. sports outlets. Like I don't really read like I don't wake up on a Saturday, Sunday and like go look at different digital articles or whatever from competitors. Totally. Um so I think that now like now that they're kind of taking more of uh I wouldn't really call it a risk, but more of like, hey, like they called me for my job. Yeah. They said, Hey, Andy Munoz That's huge. This is, we see your stuff online. We see that you're a creative. You created a fictional club. We like the videos that you make. We really need that kind of creativity. It's huge. Come work for us. For sure. And so I think that the more that they kind of implement those types of hires, um, I think that over time you will kind of see that to like kind of progress in a different way. Because before, I don't want to say this is just like a KSL thing, but it could be – I mean, you know, and just I, any, other, uh, any other place would kind of more look at your resume, right? Like right. they would say, hey, you went to this college and you went to this university and you've been covering this team. Bro, like they hired me to work and cover all of the sports where it's like I never really watched football. I right. never really watched basketball, baseball. But now that I've been in it eight months and I go and cover all the University of Utah stuff, like... You know, I know who Clark Phillips is. I know sure. who Cam Rising is. I know who Brant Quathy is, like Kincaid. You've got uh, Nick Ford, Solomon Ennis. Like, these are all these people who before... I, what did I say?
0: I thought you said Kim K. I was like, oh. No, I Kincade, know oh, Kincaid.
1: I am oh. like, all this stuff I didn't know in the last eight months, I, dude, I couldn't name one single Utes player, you know? So it's like, people who are motivated, I think that's going to be the difference in the driver.
3: And I guess when I said KSL, I think that local news... Yeah, reporting on sports sure. it's just has fallen very behind, and I guess I was taking it out on KSL, but I just think I don't know. I just think if local reporting wants to get better, they have to do more like ESPN is doing, or you know, yeah. like other entities.
1: Yeah, man, we strive to to do that. You know, there's um, on the weekends there's longer shows where we do like a six p.m. to ten p.m. called Sports Beat. Mm-hmm. It's about twenty to thirty minutes, um, and that is you know to to kind of give you some context, man. Like There's a lot of preparation that goes into the week, but those shows are being put together hours before they hit TV. And it's it's on us, like, you know, as producers to to do great quality content, good writing. Um, But I guess, like you said, it's compared to who, right? Like, what are the other networks? Are they doing a good job? Are they doing a terrible job? Um, I, you know, working in sports, I know it's a lot tougher than maybe people think it is. For sure. uh, Because. When I used to see people in my position, like, at games or whatever, like, I was like, oh, that's such a sick job, bro. Like, you're standing on sideline with a camera. But it's like, dude, when I'm there with a video camera, like, at a Utes game, Utes Oregon, I I better not miss a play. Right. I better know what the hell's going on. I better know at halftime what plays to send back. Like, I, I go and in 15 minutes. I take out an SD card. I, I run over to the media room, put it in my laptop. Cut highlights and send it back so that it's on TV. It's crazy. By the time the third quarter starts,
0: damn, that is crazy.
3: Do you know any of the other guys like Steve Bartle, like twenty four seven, and um, yeah, I've because uh, I love his coverage. That I guess is yeah. kind of what I was. He's like, a good dude. Yeah, he, he like yeah yeah. I've I've gotten to know Kendra, the front desk girl at Clearlink. Yeah, she just her husband is she just quit CSG. I know. Yeah, but her husband like does I think the best Ute's coverage in the state, honestly. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, I've I've gotten to meet a lot of those people. I can't say that I know, uh, you know, Bartle that well, but like I, I definitely stand next to him when sure. we're doing all the Ute's coverage and the pressers and all that. Um, so that's the thing. It's it's kind of more so back onto the individual. Right. So if there's an individual, not only just like KSL Sports, but anywhere where you think they're not maybe doing the best job. It's, you know, there's 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 plenty of ways to let them know that, hey, I don't like what you're doing. I just,
3: it's hard, too, because, like, with social media, like... Adam. Trevor, if there's a problem, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, just, Adam. at
0: KSL, local sports, you yeah, I, I just off. think
3: it's, I think it's hard with social <laughs> media for, n- like, local news coverage to stay relevant. Because it's like, if I want to check the scores of the game, I'll check them like it's just so it's that's I guess more what I was saying it's like modernizing that is going to be crucial
1: yeah I mean that's that's a big focus and I know there's a lot of dollars going into the digital team um I think everybody over there does a great job I mean like you know Ben Anderson with like the Utah Jazz I think he does a great job uh Mitch Harper for BYU like that guy like in from my understanding like he's the guy covering BYU right um so they're You know, it's everybody, like I said, kind of assumes that role and it's on that individual to best represent the brand. And if there's somebody that's maybe lacking in that area, I, I would like to think that they're striving to do the best possible job. And if they're not, like I said, there's there's ways to let them know. For sure. So great question, man. That was a hot seat right there. That was a
0: hot take. Hey, you can always count on Trev to just say, hey,
1: no, I love it, man. It's 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 true though. It's like in my department in TV, uh, the department that I work for. It's not my department. I know that those guys care, man. Like, you know, my hosts like Jeremiah Jensen, Sam Farnsworth guys who went to school for this stuff guys who have been literally working 10 15 20 years in the industry working every single night every single week night like sacrificing that time with their family like they face time at night on the weekends like to spend time with their kids like it's it's so it's um it's easy to kind of like dismiss those things when you maybe see like a show that's maybe it's not the best like but what are the circumstances right like Um, Let me kind of give you some perspective So the Rose Bowl Yeah Or like let's say even like Let's go back to Independence BYU Bowl My executive producer and the sports anchor Traveled and flew back So like not only like days and days of nonstop work like videoing editing sending stuff back they hop on an airplane they come back most people would think okay i'm on an airplane i'm gonna go home land chill it's like no they come in and they and then we we straight to the rose bowl well yeah it's like they go straight to the rose bowl or they're like they land they come from the airport back to work to put in like another 10 or 12 hour day so those guys like you know yeah you're tired and then you have to go on tv and then you have to read and script and like rely on other people to write your thing so like if they're in front of a teleprompter and maybe my writing's not best and it's and and they're reading it and they're messing up because it's my fault well the viewer's going to take it out on the sports anchor and be like oh this guy's not that good right so there's a lot of factors that kind of go into that um but I respect the shit out of all of those people who have been doing that for so long. I've only been doing it for a year, man. It's the toughest job. It's the most draining job, but also, it's most the rewarding. most rewarding job, sure. bro. Like when I'm when I'm sitting there cutting, like my job is to cut Donovan Mitchell dunks and Rudy Gobert dunks. If I'm like in my head, if I was like that day, like, oh, I have to go to work. I'm sitting there and I'm like what the fuck am I complaining about dude Right, like,
3: that's sick you know
1: yeah. I, I'm literally cutting jazz highlights yeah. or I'm sidelined at you know Oregon Ducks game versus the Utes or you know I'm, I'm in a room with like Coach Whittingham and I'm asking him questions what am I complaining about for sure I might be yeah, tired in the, the world. only thing you'd
0: probably be complaining about is watching those Rudy Gobert highlights that's probably the only, <laughs> only thing my hey place. dude the last jazz game was pretty <clears throat> rough not the last one but the one before with like with Toronto
1: uh, I think it yeah, Toronto, man. Yeah, just playing, like, essentially, like, the BC squad, right? Like, yeah, just yeah, a lot yeah. of players who didn't get... So, anyways, man, it's it's a whole thing, but, um, you know, I will say I, I really do believe, though, like, when you compare us to networks, I think KSL Sports is, is the best in the state. And I'm not saying that because I work there. It's because sure. I've seen, like, when you work and you watch your own product and then you, like, watch like what other channels are doing you're like oh bro no you we're absolutely gave me you
3: absolutely gave me a new perspective on it Yeah, for sure go watch
1: like the other networks and then tell me what you think like, sure, report yeah, back
3: go study
1: yeah man go to your No dude I'm homework, not even saying it that way <laughs> I mean
2: no, okay just, like, just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> But you
1: just know what's crazy kidding. is like okay so we're watching this game right now um I'll I'll be going into work at like 2:30 but I could tell you there's about like 6 NFL games going on right now and then like at 6:20 p.m. Uh, it's the Chargers versus the Raiders, um, but I know like a, a lot of these games will start at like two twenty five p.m. hour time, and it's my job to when I get in there to go research like the best plays, the scores, and start scripting and pulling the highlights to run on TV. So it's it's a whole different perspective on watching sports. Um, because you really like you really do have to pay attention. Totally. It's crazy, man I can't watch That's sports sick, anymore man. without literally like thinking, okay, what's the best play or hey uh, like I'll, let, let me let that me one right take there. a note. for Exactly. Yeah, I post that one. Yeah, literally just, is what it is Send
0: man. this to John. So what he thinks
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but yeah, dude, it's 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 cool, man It's uh, the level of work that the sports anchors put in is incredible. Like uh, there's a segment called locals in the nfl um, I love that segment. Yeah, there you go, bro. See, you love it. You didn't hate it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Local, um, locals in the NFL? Like, uh, locals they, they in the NFL. Who played for yeah. Utah, Losing Utah? Bro, so you know what that's like, man? Like, Imagine waking up like... Uh,
0: Huntley's playing right now.
1: That's yeah, ex- exactly. Imagine waking up today and you're like, all right, I got to keep track of all of these players. It's like eight or ten players who are playing today. And then you got to report it and write a narrative. And it's, I mean, a lot of, a lot goes into it. Uh, it's a lot of, like, scrubbing through footage, trying to p- find their best plays in games that are, like, two hours long. Um, so, yeah, we use a lot of resources, man. We hop on ESPN, look at play-by-plays. You can look up the numbers of the players, all that stuff. But, yeah, there's a ton, man. It's good stuff.
0: That's dope, man. I mean, just, like I said, doing what you're doing right now is, it brings a whole aspect of, like, like, like Trevor
2: said just like a new outlook it's all because of a podcast dude yeah that's what I was gonna say I think that's what's cool because you kind of made like your own resume out there like you know with all the stuff that you were doing all the you know, posts you had and um, even the the FC stuff yeah
1: you know people would say like okay maybe that was like your biggest driver but it really wasn't like Major League Soccer didn't look at Salter Football Club and be like, oh, wow, you're amazing, right. right? They were like, what do you do? Like, what what do you know what to do? Do you know how to edit? Do you know how to video edit? Do you know how to do this? The biggest advice I could give people is, like, don't be shy to throw your work out there. Um, you know, throw out video content. Be that annoying-ass person that, like, posts on their IG stories, on Twitter. Like, the more that your face is circulating around the internet for good reasons, um, the more people will start to trust you and, like, think that they know you on some level and then that's when it's like that's when all the job opportunities kind of work for me it's because like think about it i'm meeting you guys for like the first time today we're talking we're kind of like chopping it up um but like let's say if you guys were following me and like kind of had the sense of like i know who this guy is it it's just it kind of gets rid of like that long-winded introduction to somebody that wants to Hire you now. It's like dude. I get messages in my DMS of not only like business people in Salt Lake But now it's like what I'm starting to see is like I'm getting job offers from uh, teams and leagues like Dang. major league soccer, you know USL Man and I would love to go work for those teams and be like a videographer content creator But I love Utah too much. I don't want to move, yeah. you know, so yeah. That's what, like, the power of, like, social... That's the power of social media, dude? Like, just, you know, Gary Vee. <laughs> yeah. um, the more that you kind of throw yourself out there, your brand, and you're not shy to, like, really let people know who you are, that's when they're going to cut the bullshit out and just literally go straight to you that's and say, hey, do you want to work for us?
3: That literally happened to one of my really good friends from high school, and now he's, like, the head of operations for Vivid or for uh for the jazz like yeah. he runs oh, he's ryan smith no no he he does like their <laughs> you know he ryan? does like their production he's the head of production for them
1: dude yeah so i mean there's just so much you know and creative wise there's just so much you could do this podcast dude like you know i think for anybody who wants is you know thinking of starting a podcast thinking of starting like any video content just get started just do it who cares RSL show Like Or anything that I've started It always started with One two three people listening And then it just grows organically And who knows where it'll take you True.
0: That's great advice right there That's great advice Well Dude we could go on forever But I know we gotta my cut it question Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you met
3: Will Ferrell? mm No Cause he he owns LAFC right? Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. Would you, yeah What'd you ask him? If he knows Will Ferrell uh, That's very
1: specific Oh I, was. I just wanted to know If you'd ever met him No dude I think uh, Cause
3: he travels quite a bit like her you well um, when he first owned the team he did yeah
1: no i i haven't i i want to say the coolest person that i've met Whittingham, doing sports it's not even you know it's not even that um i don't know man i don't think uh, i don't i don't know if i've like i know you didn't ask this question but i think it's just like a I I think it's friendships like I I value more meeting somebody and then becoming friends with somebody rather than just being like oh I just met whoever for sure. I have to credit it like Jack Blake is probably one of like one of the coolest people that I've met only because he became my friend. And that was because I had seen he was doing YouTube videos at the time before he came on my podcast like you know how you kind of research a guest. Yeah I was researching him and I found out that he had a YouTube channel but his YouTube channel like he was doing soccer drills with a stationary camera. and he would just like do these drills and so I was like when he came on the podcast I said hey dude I know that you do videos on YouTube I've like looked at it you know do you need somebody there with like a second camera because I'd love to help and he was like yeah let's do it and that guy just retweeting my stuff the relationship that I've made with him him just like boosting me up and talking to people because I literally offered to help and take no money uh, that's been a huge like impact in my life too man so it's been cool
0: that's dope. That yeah. is dope. I've seen some of your videos with him, and and
1: and yeah, dude. Please. San Diego loyal will use it man. I'll cut and edit. Like he'll send me footage. He'll say, "Hey, dude, can you make me a video?" I'll send it back to him, and like San Diego loyal will will tweet it out and share it. So, and that again, it's just a resume builder, right? Like yeah, I can, yeah. I literally have you know packets, videos, yeah, just, all that. Yeah, yeah. like hey, I do this. You know, I shoot football, I shoot basketball, I shoot all that. My next goal, though, man, because you're always thinking ahead. Some,
0: uh, what would you call it? Uh, shooting some hoops is that what I said yeah. when I yeah
1: <laughs> I'm like also the most cringiest person too <laughs> I talk like I'm 45 oh, anyways shit. but yeah man it's it's cool we man the it's just though, the looking ahead what you were yeah bro like looking ahead man Um, I really love KSL sports I could see myself doing it for a long time but you know all the experience all the stuff that I'm getting like my end goal is to work for like either a club or a team and I would love to do it in Utah like straight up Yeah. Whether that's Real Salt Lake, whether it's the Utes, BYU, hell, the Grizzlies, like let's go! Like I love this place too much to try and leave again. Um,
0: so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we all love Utah, and we and we are excited for your future, and we hope. I'm that- excited for
1: your guys's future, man. Your podcast is dope. I love it. I listened to a few episodes. I love that you guys just talk about whatever, whoever. Let the fucks fly. Like yeah. I, I've the- been on. I've been in too many like media things lately where it's just like you've got to be very polished. And like I just love that I could say fuck on this podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: fuck it, man. Just let it out, honestly. Yeah. So, well, everyone, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode with our good friend Andy Munoz here. Um, we glad to have him on the show, and 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 he's a busy man, as you can fucking hear, doing a lot of shit. And he offered up some of his time to come appreciate talk that. to you guys and, and, and be here with us. So we appreciate him and we hope you guys really enjoyed it and and yeah, so Andy we definitely would love to have you back, um when you have some time and just maybe do an episode where we're just bullshitting and one of our normal episodes, just fucking talking about whatever. Our first uh experiences in VR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and this guy with our yeah. full body suits, bro, yeah, we'll just yeah. go
1: and you, where we'll your report favorite back. places to be touched yeah <laughs> that'll be nice that'll where be did nice. they show me on this teddy bear where they touched you <laughs> VR style no man it's been great uh, uh, you know I, I checked you guys as like socials out I saw on IG you guys are like 895 right now um, I know you guys are growing you guys have your shows keep going man like any advice you guys need um, or any ideas like just just hit me up would love to help you guys I think you guys have a, a great show so props I to you guys it.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, Javi Trevor. Any closing statements? The future of
3: KSL Sports is brighter with you.
0: Thanks, man. There we go. That's nice.
1: Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. I appreciate
2: that. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I mean, this is a great experience. (laughs) That's all I can say. That's all I can say.
0: (laughs) He's got his VR headset on already. Yeah, he's pumped. He's pumped. No, Um, no,
2: we. I'm gonna. We're gonna shoot you. I mean. I think we need a lot We're of. Gonna help. Shoot We're him. gonna shoot him. No, like I would shoot you a lot of questions, Jesus like in the future, like if oh, you oh, ever need anything. Cause
1: yeah, yeah, I'll give you guys my number, dude. Honestly, man, there's so much you could do. Yeah, I would say the next thing is like, you guys have the the podcast stuff set up. Have you guys tried video? Uh, that's, that's our next. Yeah, that's our next.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that's that's right like, we, we got re- the re- r- selfie Javi, re- light right there. Javi
3: personally rearranged this whole room like for that purpose. Yeah, Sick. So,
1: yeah, I'm the video guy too, man. Like I've got. I don't know. I hope my backpack's in here. Did I bring it in? All right whoo bro keeping track of that backpack oh my god man it's stressful a lot of valuables in there's there. like seven the twenty grand, grand in there. yeah, yeah 20 about grand seven, bag. Yeah, eight thousand like uh video wise anything dude yeah hit me up man uh, a lot of trial and error through video stuff like what equipment to get so anyways well, thanks thanks guys for your time of course this podcast brought to you by liquid death yeah <laughs> uh,
0: yes sir yes sir all right you guys until next week we love you have a good one